A young girl. Who pulled her? I don't know. Was it Albert? Shouldn't think so. Is it one of Kinnear's films? Yeah. Who set it up? Eric? Yeah. Then he must have pulled her. Expect so. Did my brother Frank find out? Your brother? What are you talking about? You lying bitch! Tell me the truth. The girl's name was Dory, that's all I know. And you didn't know her last No. Time. Well, it's Carter. That's my name. And her father was my brother. And he was murdered last Sunday. And now you painted your face pale, baby. A drop of blood between your eyes. To help you see that the truth comes easy. When you walk back into your trap
let's get down to it, Bopper. Uh, buddies, it's the Ron and Fez show. The Ron and Fez show uh, on a, I'm going to guess Thursday. Thirsty Thursday. Oh, God, I am thirsty. <laughs> I am so fucking thirsty. Parched. Um. Today, at noon, we start March Madness. It all goes down. It's all happening in one hour. Fez, who did you pick to win it all? I picked Florida State in a huge upset. I don't think it's an immensely huge upset, is it? Where were they? Uh, I think there are three. Yeah, that's not gigantic of an upset. Yeah, there are three in the East region. Uh, and they're really fucking uh, a strong team. And I saw them get picked uh, last night, uh, Final Four, over on ESPN. Hicks, who did you pick? I have Kentucky and Georgetown in the you, championship. You're staying far away from upsets. Because Kentucky... Uh, is the number one seed of this whole thing? Yeah, right? yeah. I, I think they're running the board, and I want that basketball. So, I, but I do have Georgetown taking it all. Uh, basketball is up. You've got an hour left to get in our bracket. Set on over to the iBang. Click to get in. Click to get in right now. Uh, what did you take, uh, Zeke? Syracuse? Yes, I did. All my friends jumped off the bandwagon and had Bill, uh, has Vanderbilt beating them now. But I am now they're like an underdog again. I'm staying. With, I'm sticking with them. See, that really bothers me. I like scientific stuff. I don't like homers, and that's why I picked Temple University. <laughs> Wait, aren't they from the Palestra? Part of the Big Five in the Delaware Valley. The Temple of the Dog, and I'm hungry. Going oh, hungry. So <laughs> hungry. I don't, I don't know if Temple's going to. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm excited about this. It gives us something to be annoyed with. Oh, yeah. Something to be amazed with. To live and, and die by. Right. And here's the beauty of it. Some fucking kid. Is going to hit a last second shot. We've never heard of his fucking name. We may not even heard of his shitty fucking school or paid any attention to it at least for a decade. Oh, hell no. But we're going to come back and go, trust me, this fucking kid is going to... This kid is insanity. He's got it, man. Don't he you realize? He has it. It's a clutch playing. If LeBron <laughs> had this kid's heart, he'd be fucking triple... He'd have seven rigs. It's unfucking believable the heart on this white kid. Jesus it's always God. a white kid that you're thrilled with. Just some mop head fucking white kid Yoko. that you're like, he is amazing. They're always they're always scrappy. Yeah, of course he's scrappy. And he's basketball smart. He's basketball smart. His mind for the game's outstanding. His mind for the game, his teamwork, his will to win. <laughs> he's playing over his head. And he's making an entire university believe with him. That's right. So, there we go. 
the excitement level. And it looks like Temple's going to win it all. The Temple Owls. Of course, the home of Bill Cosby. And also Joe Klecko. Not a lot of people want to bring that up, but it's true. And I I think uh, one of the fun... I think Bob Saget also went there. Oh, shit. That's remember yeah. right there. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Ladies and gentlemen, Bob Saget. And he comes out. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah, Saget. How many of you people saw Full House? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I fucking watched that shit all Tanner. the time. Tanner. So, uh... <laughs> Jump up, jump on top of it, get on in. It's the last hour of this. Jump on. It's not too late. Kimasabi, jump on it. Ride it. Uh, now, have you decided whether you're going to drink St. Patrick's Day or not? I feel like I might just fuck. If I drink, it lends over because I'm going to keep that thing rolling. I like the attitude that you have here. That once I'm off... I stay off. I can't, like... It's not like an oasis of fucking liquor in the middle of this fucking drought. I, if I'm starting to get it, ain't gonna stop. Hey, so that I'm, wagon's gonna keep on going once he falls off. I would love to be your first sponsor. Because... <laughs> when you're that far at the bottom, any little changes are going to feel great. Now, I want out as soon as it gets fucking difficult. Oh. You know? As soon as we get, get, get out of the e- easy wins. Okay. <laughs> I think I think I, I'm fine. I got everything under control. Oh no, you're far from it. What? Really? You're far from fine. I think you know. Hey, I've, I've gone like what three weeks now, yeah. fucking without any fucking sort of drink. You might go to a meeting and the old timers start crying and scream out, "We can't help you." Oh Jesus, that'd be depressing. Why don't we bring the rock down a little bit? Oh, you know what? I know that's coming from this. <laughs> All right, I just said Nick's here. Is music plays on his iPod or something. Oh, it's a little bit of uh, Highway Star jamming for us. Nice. Let's represent. All right, it is the Ron and Feck show uh, on a Thursday. And what a day it is. Uh, I think right off the bat, Chris Rock beats up a video camera. Maybe my favorite story of the day. Uh Chris Rock was approached by some guy that I guess was a friend of the late Andrew Breitbart. Okay. So uh, he's Chris Rock is at Sundance, and uh, the guy kind of corners him there, act like he's a fan, and then starts asking him about the tea party. Um, and Chris did the only thing that you can do in such a situation tried to choke the camera. It looked like he grabbed the video camera. Now, here's my question. Do you ever come off looking good when you're smacking or pushing a camera? Not even the cameraman, Uh just the camera. So it almost makes it seem like you think the camera is your problem. Uh, you usually look like an asshole. I mean, sometimes you get away with it only because the cameraman is a dick and being like, just talking right. shit to him. But yeah, it's a bad look. It just look. never looks good because, let's face it, even if they want to, they can put out video where it's like the audio is down and then you really look like an asshole. Here it is. Let's put it up a little. Well, go back. Yeah, just now go for after he runs his fucking cool opening. <laughs> this is cool. Yeah. 
It's a very show businessy opening. Jesus Christ. But apparently uh, he wanted to get a quote from Chris Rock about something he said about the Tea Party. So this is backstage somewhere at the Sundance Film Festival. Chris had just been at a Spike Lee uh, film. It's probably the Red Hook movie. Oh yeah, probably. Hey Chris, uh, big fan, Jason Taro, grew up in Brooklyn. Hey, how's it going? Hey man, can I get a picture with you? Hey man, hey man, hey and you look like kind of like a madman. Now, this guy, whoever he is, you ain't a big fan no. if you're trying to fuck with a guy, so don't act like that you are. And Rock knew immediately as soon as he heard the word tea party, or even when right. he started to make more conversation afterwards, I gotta get the fuck out of here. No right. thank you. No thank you. Well, the guy said, can I get a picture with you? And he maneuvers <laughs> Chris Rock around to a TV camera. Right. I so, mean, all I, I get that whole thing that it's like a gotcha situation, uh, but Chris... You can't choke a camera and coming out looking like a fucking person. Now, I get that you don't want to fucking do shit. I wouldn't want to fucking have people stop me and ask me about my act. You know what I mean? When I'm walking down the street, that's a fucking normal thing. But why wouldn't you just keep right on going? Why turn around and start choking the fucking camera? It looks fucking nuts. Well, see, I, know, I know when I see him in the street. Hey, Chris, I went to, I went to high school in Brooklyn. Yeah, that's a smart thing always to say. Hey, Chris, I'm from the United States of America. Hey, Chris, same hemisphere. Can I get a quick picture? Chris, planet Earth. Yes. What up? Chris, we're both homo sapiens. Can I just get a picture of me standing next to you? Hey, Chris, Upright, of course. Can I ask you a question about something you don't want to answer right now in Please. front of this video camera? We're recording. And I'm also writing a book on how people like you are assholes. Just takes a second. Come on, please. Thank you. But having said all that, you can't choke the fucking camera and come out looking okay. I don't know who's ever pulled it off, ever. You know what I mean? You always look like a fucking wild man. And the guy's getting attacked and the camera gets the footage. You, they're going to press He loves this. He yeah. fucking loves this. He gave him exactly what he wanted. This is better than any, any straight answer he could have given him. Right. Yesterday, we never heard of this guy. Today, we're like, hey, should his camera have been fucking choked? You don't even look good when you try to block the camera. Like you put the big hand up there or the video um, of O'Reilly shoving his umbrella in front of it and into it. I thought that one was funny. I thought using the umbrella as a shield and then jabbing him kind of penguin style <laughs> was funny. But, uh, oh, but overall, you're right. You suddenly look like you have something to hide if you don't want to do an interview when you didn't even plan one. Um, here's uh, Cigars and Scotch. You're on my face. Dude, I love Chris Rock. He, he, as a, as a, a comedian, he's the guy's a genius. But if you're going to call some a group or a people out as a racist, back it up. I really lost a lot of respect on him. He well, here's the deal. I think you I think you back it up on stage. 
You don't fucking back it up while you're walking down the hall and some guy's leaping out. Chris Rock is not the president of the United States of America. Chris Rock isn't running a a huge corporation that's been dumping shit. He's a stand-up. So what you're saying is that every time a stand-up does a joke, they have to be prepared for people to come out and yell, back it up. Yeah, but he didn't do that in the context of a joke. He did it as a statement in an interview. What bothers me is if that's the scarlet letter. If you want to discredit someone, you call them a racist, and they're labeled as that permanently. But if you're going to do that, you should be able to back it up. And right, before I move on, Cigars and Scotch is a known rape, uh, rapist. Back it up! Back it up, motherfucker! Back it up! Don't you hang up on me! Don't you dare! I, I'm not even trying to hang up on you. Oh, he oh. just sounds psychotic. And I'm just saying that you're a known rapist. Back it up. Hang up on me! Hang up on me! Don't from a lot of anonymous girls that you allegedly raped. Oh my god, that's horrible. Um, I, I don't know much about how this thing was done. Um, and suddenly, you know, the the beauty of it is, this guy, whoever he is, he's got his little fucking thing. And the world all locked up, all locked up. Yeah, and he has his fucking plugs all over this goddamn video, which people are fucking obviously loving to see. Uh, let's go over to Kevin in uh, Houston. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, buddy. Yeah. Hey, Run of Beat. Great video online. Uh, gonna have, somebody has going to have to look it up. But there was a wanted suspect giving a press conference last night. His brother, earlier in the day, had uh, shot four people in Beaumont, Texas. And this dude was giving a press conference, and while he was giving a pep, while the press conference was going on, Jefferson County Sheriff's deputies went in and arrested his ass right on camera for a, you know another outstanding warrant. So that's a great video, though. All right, we'll have to try day. to find it later. Uh, and I guess the kid on what's his name got thrown off. They used that as almost like a gotcha video last night. On the American Idol show that uh, I can't, by the way, watch any of these shows that they vote off singers. I've just, whatever Good. you're fucking, no, doesn't mean I won't be back for the oh. finals or something. <laughs> but for wherever you are of finding out whether anonymous kids should be told that they have, they have nothing but greatness, uh, I'm just done. What did the kid do? Like, I, I think I read that it was a like, some restaurant. He had like five different fucking warrants out about him. Sometimes he used the fucking fake name. Let's never warrant out. Yeah, used the fake thing if somebody was supposed to be backing him up. Oh, come on. Um, Who does it was that? all just bullshit. You got a Lindsay Lohan story though, right, uh, Hicks? Yeah, it looks like all right. So Lohan apparently was is, was involved in a hit and run. She had a her. She brought out a brand new Porsche from some place called Hookah Lounge in California, and apparently grazed the fucking leg of the manager of the place. And the people around her that were watching this should go down. Like the guy wasn't even injured. And then a couple hours later, TMZ's like, "Oh yeah, now he's in the emergency room and he has a lawyer." Right. Just looking, and apparently, you know, this, she's on probation. She has she's, she's constantly fucking in a goddamn courthouse. I think she's actually getting railroaded here. I don't think she actually did anything wrong. I think this guy just tried to, all right, a fucking celebrity fucked with me. So now, or might have fucking... T- did, did, he, did he get hit with a car? I think she might have, like, tapped his leg or grazed his leg, I think, was... Uh, what the- Wouldn't you go down like a motherfucker, like, if somebody <laughs> they were was, original. you know, like Donald Trump was driving down the street? I guess it was a Porsche, yeah. <laughs> just go down and stay down? Oh, my God! 
See, this guy's just trying to fucking get an ale juice out of as he can. Less than, all- less than an hour to get to the Interrobang to get uh, your brackets filled out for March Madness. The first tip-off is at noon. Chance to win a basketball signed by Hall of Famer Luau Cinder Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And then also, if your entry has the best name, you're entered into the contest for uh, the uh, ball signed by Mark Cuban, owner of the Dallas Mavericks. Now, did he sign that, Loyal Cinder? No, he signed it, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Oh, too bad. That would have been fucking really worth something. <laughs> that would be crazy. <laughs> Why did you bring it up? Because I said it yesterday? Yeah, and it's it was not, the first name that started coming good. out of my mouth. Mouth? Mouth. Yeah, if not. we have a talking fucking mouse... Thank God it was at least a name he used to have. It wasn't uh, good news for Zito and the talent department. They're Adele, fuck you, you're off the mountaintop. Bruce Springsteen is now his 10th number one album, tying him with Elvis Presley. Bruce. And I also, I, I'd also like to look into this. Is he the oldest guy ever? To have a number one album? Because I guarantee you, uh, Frank Sinatra wasn't getting number one albums at this stage of his life. I don't think at 62. Let's see. That's pretty fucking weird when you think about it. It was Dylan with Modern Times when he was 65. Oh, oh, shit, shit, son. The the original Bruce Springsteen, Bob Dylan. People forget that when Bruce came out, he was one of the new Dylans. And they do that to a lot of performers. They're like, this guy's just ripping off Dylan. What's his problem? And then Bruce had to yell out, did Dylan ever have a big black guy playing the sax note? Give me one note, big man. That's all I'm asking for a show. One note a show, then fucking hold that shit. Uh, All right, so number one of all time. I want you to guess, guess, uh, Hicks. Who's the number one albums all time? Uh, Queen, Queen, so, selling. Oh, the most number one. They have most number. The most one number one albums. Oh. Separate albums. All right, the Beatles. That's the big Beatles one. are number one. Who's number two? And this is worth the shiny dollar for you. Fuck, I want a dollar. Um, Katy Perry. Katy Perry's been out a year. She's put out what two fucking albums? Well, I'm thinking of singles. My brain. Why is are you thinking fire. of singles? Oddly enough. Jumping over bands that have been around for 40 years, Jay-Z. Jay-Z's got 12. What are you saying, Jesus Christ? You're ready to give it to fucking Katy Perry for no fucking apparent reason. She's put out two albums. She's a teenage dream, Ron. <laughs> she is. I'm not taking anything away from her. She's the greatest fucking performer of all time. Um, your chance to uh, win. Get over to the iBang now. iBang now. It's exciting times. It's exciting times this March Madness. So, so is there a uh, tip-off? Yeah, I already got it t- tuned to CBS. That's uh, the first game. What's the first game? Murray State uh, versus, I believe, who are they playing? One second. Murray State and CSU, Colorado State. You know. I don't know why I didn't pick Murray State to go further. I don't know what the fuck got into my head. They're thirty and one, and, and they're a six seed. Yeah, because who are they playing? I don't know, they got a fucking team. their first win this year was against St. Pete JC. It's not exactly a badass league. Um, 
There's also a lot of good stuff out there today, but Hicks, I want to call you a jinx. Okay. Because you've been telling me you got to watch Luck. Ken Shane writes to me yesterday, please watch Luck. They've already been renewed for a second season. Yeah. And I'm telling you guys, they're horse killers. They fucking. Uh, their last episode was, ladies and gentlemen, in this episode, we will kill more horses than any show in history except for Bonanza. Bonanza that. killed. Between eight and ten horses every episode. Oh, Jesus. Most of them, hoss, would just get them in a fucking headlock and snap that shit. So you just go around snapping horse necks. But you spent all day yesterday screaming at me, please, Ronnie B, this is the greatest show. Please. They canceled it. I know. It's... They canceled it and they said some jinx must have been watching our show. That I... he can't even pick fictional races. It makes this sense. is what a fucking... Seriously. I should be involved with horse racing, even once you get TV show about it. You ought to change your name to Friday the 13th. Oh. That's how bad luck you are. Yeah, there's a cloud fucking hovering over my head. A everything. fucking black cloud raining piss. <laughs> oh, my God. It's a piss cloud? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm covered in urine. Um, yeah. Oh, who's Lara walking around with? Did you notice? Look like a nice distinguished gentleman. Oh, take a look. Yeah, good. Without getting caught. Yeah, so it's canceled. They're actually shooting the second fucking season. The words already picked up for more episodes. The second season that was going to air in January. And because of PETA and his third dead horse that did the fucking euthanize, the show's canceled. So I don't even know if I'm going to watch the last two episodes because it ain't going to go anywhere. I'm going to watch it now. Now I want to get in. Well, what now? And I'm going to cry at the last episode <laughs> and go, I'm going to miss this show so much. What could have happened? You know how people cry at the last episodes and say they're going to miss the characters from the TV shows? Yeah. I do that with uh, movies or even a uh, news episode where they're just doing a five-minute segment. Really? That's what I like to do. Poor luck. If, seriously, David Milks deserves better than this. And for HBO to fold to Peter's demands, unbelievable. And now Peter's saying that they're going to investigate for criminal charges to the show. Yes, you can't keep killing fucking horses. They, they're not like for killing, sport. They're not killing horses for sport. The horses are getting injured during shooting. I mean, Jesus Christ. They have, they have <laughs> to fucking guy that race the horses if it's a show about race horsing. They horse lit racing. a horse on fire <laughs> no. in one of the episodes while everybody just screamed and ran. <laughs> and they had a fucking class of elementary school kids there watching. The crew has got to be just unbelievably pissed. The crew killed a couple horses the, at lunch. The crew had signed up for an eight-month shoot, and they get no severance. Yes. Keep the horses alive, crew. That's your one fucking job. Keep the horses alive and point the cameras at them. You're going to lose some horses. They're very fragile. Their Look, legs are so skinny. Let me tell you. Yeah. One of our favorite fucking shows this year was called War Horse. America yeah. fell in love with that horse. Yeah, After the movie was over, it got a job on luck and was killed. Oh, fuck They fucking God. killed War Horse. <laughs> War Horse and Barbara. Rip. Here's Hard Rock Johnny, our best friend in the, in the, in the world. I I love that show, but yeah. it just didn't go anywhere. I've been trying to, like, hang it on every week. Like, maybe next week it'll get good. 
and it really never turned the corner. Last I mean, week was great, okay. Johnny. What are you talking about? I, I love the degenerate, because you can relate to the degenerate group of guys that oh, are at geez. the track, as could I. They're awesome. I, That's sad. They're great. Those those are the four A's. I mean, the four oh, amigos. Who, who wouldn't like hanging out with those guys? Me? Oh, come on. It'd be awesome. I can't stand to be around guys you got, like that. You got, the, you got the, guy in the, wheel, the guy in the wheelchair and the oxygen. You got the retard. You got the guy who's kind of like the loner but hangs out with the other guys. And then, you know, and, and then the degenerate gambler who just banged the hottest brought on the show. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, this yellow, is also a good point <laughs> for lonely people. You don't have to fucking be lonely if you're willing to hang out with assholes. That's what I try to say. Just fucking hang out with those people. They'll treat you like shit, but it will be company. Yeah, I don't care. It never bothers me. And, I can and fucking sit around with anybody, have lunch, and go like this. Well... Welcome to the cool table, you fucking weirdos. It's all happening for you now. <laughs> That's exactly what the four A's are like, though. They just all they do is fight and yell at each other, but they have this because they all they have is each other. They're the lonely guys that found each other. That That's pictures. all any of us have, Johnny. I guess so. Just each other, Johnny. Me and you. Let's go to Belmont. We'll try to hit a pick six. <laughs> we can. That'd be awesome. We get a little. Would well, you want to be the guy in the wheelchair, and I'll take the oxygen? Okay, sure. We got to find a retard to hang out with us too. That's fine. I think we could do that. We'll all move into a hotel together. That's <laughs> the greatest. They win this million-dollar pick six, and they're living in this just shit-box hotel eating Chinese food on the bed together. Because they're paranoid for some reason. Someone's going to go try to take their money from them. And oh, spoiler I, alert. And it's the first episode. I still can't figure out what Dustin Hoffman is. Like He lives in a weird hotel kind of building and has a Greek that lives with him and is constantly just sitting there watching him. I like that, though. It's comforting. Understand. It's comforting that he's got a guy to watch over him while he sits in his pajamas. <laughs> he's in his pajamas on the bed and the guy's across from him on the couch just creepily staring at him. Ace, you okay? Yeah, the Greek was going to turn on him. I knew that was going to happen. I don't know. Yeah, but we'll never know. Well, I'm glad you two are talking in depth about a fucking <laughs> show that apparently no one is watching. No one is watching except me and Johnny. I feel I mean, like I've turned on awful. Kelly and friends and they're talking about The Bachelor. You're going to start <laughs> popping balloons in between your chests. Is it Tuesday Booze Day yet? That's uh, a Today show. I get confused by This is Thirsty shows. Thursday. Okay. <laughs> All right, Johnny. All right, boys. True to the West and always, buddy. True to the fucking West and always. Um... It is the Ron and Fez show. Uh, well, this to me is my favorite fucking thing in the world. There's some high school in Iowa that it, it hired a Christian rock band to come in and play for them. And then the Christian rock band takes some time. And they were supposed to do an anti-bullying thing. Okay. But the Christian rock band... Uh, ran down uh, gay people and then showed some dead fetuses. <laughs> what the fuck? That's fucking great. They ambushed this high school assembly. It's fucking great. <laughs> well, what I love about it, we've got the video up on the iBang, is there's not even a teacher to go, hey, what the fuck? They're all on fucking a smoke break. Like, fuck it, these guys will take care of it. Now, the, <laughs> part of my favorite part of this is they're just fucking giving a face job to Elton John for being a pervert what? and a fucking... Sick fuck and what? What fucking high school kids is that gonna be relevant to? None. That's the beauty of it. It's great. You might as well brought up Liberace to a bunch of sixteen-year-olds. <laughs> I know you kids like sitting around listening to your Rod Stewart. What? And your Elton John. Huh? 
There was uh, a thing that came to my, I guess it was my junior high school when I was like in ninth grade. My, I can't remember which year, but they were called Free Fair, right. where they would do, and they, this was very, they ran around in the 70s and the 80s doing these shows. So they would come into your, you know, you would suddenly get to fucking leave class at 11 o'clock in the morning or whatever, nice. go into the auditorium, and these guys would play some rock. <laughs> and then that show was free but then like that night or friday or something you had to come at nighttime and pay a fare oh. so it was like a couple bucks a ticket okay to fucking <laughs> listen to them play carry on my wayward oh, son a weird cover band yeah <laughs> yeah but the fun thing about them was that they were adults <laughs> and i'm not a hundred percent sure but I think they did stuff like after Carry On My Wayward Son. I'll tell you who else likes to carry on is our Lord and Savior. Shit. And you know well, something else that he's been doing for all of us is taking care of business. Yes. <laughs> Hell yeah. You know. So before you could drive, you know what I mean? Uh, if you could meet your friends anywhere, smoke pot outside and go in. See show? Yeah, you were fucking happy to do it. Before you actually get a car, you're fucking happy for any gathering that they give you. Something out of the fucking ordinary. <laughs> but the beautiful thing about Free Fair is they weren't one band. They were a bunch of bands, franchise, yes, shit? that were all around the country doing the same exact gimmick. That's fucking hysterical. And I think I remember them like throwing in like a Cheech and Chong fucking piece in the middle, like just fucking acting like that was a cover song. Like, let's do a little fucking Steve Martin fucking parody here. Oh my God, I guess it'll appeal to the kids. Yeah, I guess it did. I guess that's what it, uh, they did. <laughs> and I'm not a hundred percent. Uh, sure. Um, but I do think that they were Christian based. Um, oh, here's Free Fair to Washington, PA High School. What sign are they doing? Uh, Love Will Find a Way. Sure, of course. Let's fucking bring some big generator. You can see how they're rocking this. <laughs> I can't believe this used to happen. Now, you can see that they're far too old to be hanging around high school kids. <laughs> you know, they basically would have been like wedding band guys. Okay. And then they would play uh, pretty much the album cuts of the day. You know nice. what I mean? So they would go like a top 40 AOR. Um, oh, this guy's rocking. Let's go over here to Adam. Adam, you're on the Run of show. Hey guys, uh, I used to work at a camp for handicapped kids years ago, and they actually had Corky from Life Goes On come, and he, you know, it's Corky and his band. Right. And it was so fraudulent because Corky's playing a blow-up guitar, and then he has two handlers that we used to call them that were playing too. But come to find out, they weren't even playing any fucking instruments. It was a tape. The whole thing was a fake. Well, why couldn't you know? Why couldn't you just be happy for the guy? He's out. No, hey, listen, we're very happy for him, but the thing is, is he's got two guys working with him. They're, they're strumming along on a guitar, and it's not even hooked up. Like, it's one thing. Yeah, the guy's retarded. He's not going to be able to, you know, to play the guitar. But to have, you know, to, to have these guys that can actually play instruments, and they don't play instruments, they just play a tape? Well, is this oh, band cool. called Handicapable? No. 
No. What, the, what was the song you opened with? Slow Ride? I mean, that's what I would be doing. <laughs> I'd be doing as many fucking turns like that as I could think of. Yeah, it was very fraudulent. The kids went crazy, but it was just... With well, you know what? Then let them enjoy. Let the fucking kids enjoy. I guess, I guess. Don't take away their fun. Um, let's go over here to Ken. Ken, you're on first. Hey, Ronnie, how are you? What can we do for you? All right, yeah, back on back on luck. The one thing that drove... And I was looking forward to that show because there's great actors in there. I couldn't watch it. They did such a bad job with continuity with all the horses and the racing scenes. I mean, they'd have somebody, they'd have a girl get up on a brown horse, walking out to the track. Then she'd be out racing around, training a black horse, then getting off a different horse back at the barn. Let me just say this. If you knew how fucking difficult and expensive it was to shoot these horses, and that you get it on HBO, that's fucking crazy to sit around and start acting like there was something wrong with the filming of this. The horses were also different because they would die throughout the shoot. Oh, come on, Zito. What the fuck? Yeah, just forgive the fucking See, horse today races. he's in your fucking kitchen. Now you know what Watley goes through. Um, here's our friend Trebeck. Trebeck, how are you, buddy? <laughs> Hey, good morning, boys. What's going on? Yeah. Uh, I, w I went to Catholic school, and uh, in junior high, we actually had a bishop come and tell us how, how Satan worked through rock music. Gave us, like, a whole two-hour speech on it and with, like, a slide presentation and everything. And um, Kiss, he told us, Kiss stood for Knights in Satan's service. ACDC was Antichrist, Death to Christ. And uh, the other big tool of the devil was Billy Joel. Because Billy Joel? Yes, yes, because only the good die young with the line, you Catholic girls start... Oh, yeah, yeah, they hated yeah. that. Oh, my God, yeah. So, yeah, it was hysterical. I mean, we were probably in seventh grade, and we were just, you know, cracking up that this guy's telling us Billy Joel is a tool of the devil. It was a riot. Somebody was telling me where they, that this fucking puppet show uh, came around to their school, and the... Like the the puppets, some of the puppets wanted drugs, and they, but they said that all the puppets that wanted drugs seemed so much cooler than the fucking puppets <laughs> who didn't want drugs. That they were like thinking to myself, I'd rather be one of those drug puppets. Hell yeah! They seem like they know the streets. That's the right thing to fucking think. They sit at the cool table, man. Yeah, they are. They're fucking making things happen. <laughs> Hell yes. Yeah. Hysterical, man! I tell you, it's unbelievable. When I look back at Catholic school and everything that happened, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. I don't know if it still goes on like it did, but well, there's not a lot of Catholic well. schools even left. Yeah, you yeah, know, that's and they true. certainly like with the elementary schools where they would just have all nuns in there fucking teaching. Yep. Yeah. And now, yep. you, now it's hard to even find nuns. Yeah, it's true. You used to see them all over the place. Yeah. And now it's like you never ever see nuns ever. We've got a house full of nuns on my block. And they all live in the same house, and they kind of change it out. And everybody in the neighborhood always pays attention to them, just because it's fun to have nuns around. It's something yeah, you never yeah. fucking see. Yeah. Uh, are they young or are they old? No, they're young. Oh. Wow. But most of them are young. Uh, don't be dirty. I don't want Protestants <laughs> commenting on this. Either. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> you non-Catholic motherfucker. Fuck off. Their little vaginas belong to the Lord. They That's are right. not for you to think about. No dicks. All right, talk to you later, Jeebeck. Be good. We used, we used to have this husband and wife team come to my school, and they were like an acoustic duo. Yeah. And they'd sing songs, but one time they got canceled forever because the husband said something to the wife, and on stage he goes, what do you think, I'm retarded? And they fucking, there was like a special ed class that was there, and so they, they protested, and they were never allowed back. Oh, the special ed class didn't even know what that was going on. The teacher did. 
Let's just lie to them. Less than a half hour to get your brackets in. Go to the iBang. You can sign up for the March Madness competition. That contest there. On the line, a signed ball from Hall of Famer Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Also a ball on the line from Mark Cuban, owner of the Mavericks. That's for the person that comes up with the best, most creative entry name. I think if I was going to play Jabbar, I'd stay on the outside. Yeah. Make him come out to me, thinking okay. I'm going to shoot a fucking tray, and then blow right by him. Deceptively fast. That's how I like to play my game. I don't think I'll see that shit coming. You're scrappy. Mm. And then I'm going to do the same play over and over and over. Then he might see that coming. That's the great oh. thing about, like, fucking street ball. If someone has even the slightest move, yeah, they use it fucking 60, sound. 70 times. Like those N1 mixtapes. Yeah. <laughs> Wherever their head fake is, they're back to it. Back to it constantly. <laughs> oh, he's going left. He's faking right and oh, going left. Oh, shit. I started to pick that out the 30th fucking time. Um, play a little bit of the guy fucking giving a, a fucking face job to uh, Elton John, though, because it's really great. How many of you guys have his albums? I do. I got a lot of Elton albums. I do. I got Mad Men Against no, Cross the Water. My grandparents gave it to me. These people are fucking 15, 16. How many of you guys seen The Lion King? So, they all have. So you know Elton John. Remember the song that he sang on there? This is his moral standard for little kids. Now, again, this is an influencer of kids. I crave to be loved. There's nothing wrong with going to bed with somebody of your own sex. I think people should be very free with sex. They should draw the line at goats. So his moral standard says, don't do goats. That's where you stop, right there. Is that a good moral standard? No. Would you allow your son or daughter to spend the night at Elton's house? Oh, oh shit. Well, you know what? My daughter, that'd be fine. She'd, yeah. she'd sleep through the night. You don't want none of that. I don't know of any rock star who I would want my son or daughter to spend the night at their house. I wouldn't want my kids spending the night at Kid Rock's house. Why not? Uh, he's got a video out of, uh, of stuff going on on a tour bus. Yeah, but not with children. With age strippers. It's always fucking smart to expand the thing rather than just focus on the fact that this is anti-gay. Uh, go ahead. Whatever else you'd like. She does a pornographic film shoot. I'm beautiful in my own way because God makes no mistakes. I want you to listen to this song because, you know, 10, 15 years ago, this wasn't pushed on you 24-7, but now it is. They do it through it pop is. culture. They do it through media. How many of you guys believe the media in here? You know, you're like, oh, it's in the paper. It's got to be true. <laughs> I'm not talking about the price of feed and all that. I'm talking about, like, pop culture. <laughs> feed? <laughs> They're in Iowa. So the yeah. kids look at the, the feed prices show up in their paper. Sorry for you Manhattanites who have to laugh at this and feel superior. That's why you'll never understand what, the, what makes this country great. No. Go ahead. It's got to be true. This is what they're pushing. No matter gay, straight, or bi, lesbian, transgender life, no matter black, white, or beige, color, or orient made, I'm on the right track, baby. I was born this way. What she's saying is, if you're black, it's the same thing as being gay. Sexual deviancy. It's the same thing. Taking somebody's skin that they have no choice when they're born. You're born as a product of your parents. But your actions, listen to this, your actions, you can be judged and you do have control over it. You control what you do with it, your life. You can't control how you're born. But yet she would have it both the same way. Now did you know in our country, you know this puzzles me, because we always talk about love, and all these musicians, oh boy, they talk about love. Because they're so in love, and it's a different guy every video, and the guys are so in love, they got six half-naked women around them, and they're in love. That's not love. 
Love stops destruction in somebody's life. Love says stop. Everybody's talking about love. Do you know the average age death of a homosexual male is 42 years old? <laughs> All right, let's stop it there again. All right, the average age uh, of a homosexual's death is 42 years old. God damn. And they die, all of them, from anal problems. So, like, we're kind of, like, working with, like, a living wonder. Well, he came in late. I mean, if he if Fez would have came out at eighteen, he'd be dead now. Okay, makes sense. Fez, you can't do this gay thing. You're killing yourself. Yeah. Now, I've heard this study before. I never have. No, what the hell is this? And it was done by a uh, very conservative Christian group, who basically just took the. It was done like in the eighties and early nineties. And basically, they took the age of gay men with AIDS and when they, when they passed away. Right. Gay men. Yes. So it was people already infected with the AIDS virus. Right. Who gay were men. dying at 42. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. And yeah. that's not selling it as all gay men. Fez, I don't want you to die. I know we, we Fez, don't get don't along die. all the time, but don't I'm die. Don't I'm fucking die, dude. Die. Don't, don't do this. Please. Get a girlfriend, please. Come on. Vagina. Some nice, yeah, boobies and stuff. This fucking... By the way, uh, I know a lot of people say that Eddie Vedder talks too much in between songs, that Bruce Springsteen talks too much between songs, but this guy goes way deep, and he's actually showing... Fucking slides up there. He's got a PowerPoint presentation. Yes, it's too much. Some kid, if some kid would have yelled rock and roll, would have been fucking perfect. Where's the rock? Why can't you get around the hating on hip hop? He just likes. This must have been the fucking school from Footloose. <laughs> or cum juice. And, re and really, when you think about it, how much they ha you think they have to worry about their kids turning gay in a fucking Iowa farm town? That's well, probably a, like four kids in high school, if that. If! <laughs> if! And those kids are moving the second they're 18. And they're probably really in the low, on the low, you know, in the DL. Fuck yeah. No one knows shit except those They're not kids. mentioning it. Just fucking each other all day. Oh. All right, don't even bring that up. I'm just, you know, just assuming. I don't want these kids to die at 42. Oh, good point. Well, maybe now that this guy came in with this fucking... PowerPoint present, yeah. rock presentation. <laughs> these great facts. I fucking love this guy, though. What's the name of the band? It's the Junkyard Prophets. Let's book them. All right. Let's fucking book them immediately. Get them in the fishbowl. Yeah. Well, can we'll they do their PowerPoint? We'll need an overhead projector. It's radio, dude. Just fucking, just rock. I wonder what fucking songs they cover. Let's see if they have a fucking MySpace. Fucking. They would have a MySpace. They should, like, do a good... Tebow. <laughs> Bad to blow. Okay. Looks like they got some originals here. Well, All right, let's fucking hear rock it a little bit. Now, here's Junkyard Rock. Yeah, that's good. Did these guys just open for Junkyard Dog? Oh, I love these guys. Latter day Rick Biscuit yeah. is better. Better Biscuit should have been the name of their band. And more Christian. They should have done Limp, Limp Biscuit. Would have been fucking perfect name. 
These guys are fucking good. All right. I would have loved fucking with them, but they're better than Elton and Gaga. Go junkyard, go. Go junkyard, go junkyard. What else they got? They got a ballot. I want to hear a nice power ballot. Let's see. Well, it's something called what? Oh, faith. This might. This sounds like it might. Well, be you gotta ballot. have faith. This set this school back fifteen hundred, by the way. It's worth every penny. It is. It's like a multimedia presentation. You got music and slides. These boys could have been free fair. Yeah, they've taken the faith but no more fucking sound than no heights. Hey, Mike Panmer, watch out. So, Fez, are you a big fucking fan? No, I'm not enjoying this at all. You do have to think it's a good thing to have people like this show up and talk to kids, though. Because we don't want our kids dead at 42. I like where he compares the blacks to gays, saying there's uh, that we have to accept them because it's the color of their skin. Basically saying, he we don't really want to, but I guess we have to. Well, he should have had us play it first before we're just fucking leaping ahead with the commentary. Um... Hold on, here's Chris. Chris, you're on a fez. What's up, guys? That first song you played is a complete ripoff of the Vanilla Ice song from the Mutant Ninja Turtles yeah. 2 movie, Go oh, Ninja. Bullshit. This is fucking way better. What the hell are you talking it about? It rocks harder. It's the same and it thing. Vanilla Ice is on the Do It Yourself Network. You didn't fucking rap. That's right. And this is a fucking rock yourself into a fever, just, kids. Just listen to it. It's the same no. thing. You listen, you listen to the good word. That's who you should listen to. <laughs> yeah. All right. You're a bigger rapist than Cigars and Scotch right now. Oh, here's a ballad. Good. Just slow it down. Let the fucking kids get some. Kids, I want to take a second and talk to you about the dangers of clove cigarettes. I bet he's married to her. Sacred bond. I like the sacred bond a couple of the chicks in our school. Sacred bond, bond them right up against fucking lockers. Uh, your last chance to get in and play to win uh, with the iBank. Five minutes left. You go to the iBank, make sure you get your brackets filled out, get them locked in before the first tip-off at noon. Sign ball from Kareem Abdul-Jabbar will go to the person with the best bracket score, and then the person that we choose with the best entry name, they're going to pick up a Mark Cuban sign ball, owner of the world champ Dallas Mavericks. I just hope it isn't something disparaging. Oh, God. Me too. It's a nice name. 
Somebody told me that ESPN pulled a bunch of our names. Oh, bullshit. That was one of the ones that they pulled. <laughs> Is Cum Umbrella still there? I don't know. I don't Umbrella. know if Cumbrella made it through. <laughs> I sure as hell hope so. <laughs> um, uh, Chris, you're on my face. Hey, how's it going, guys? Yeah. Uh, I was just going to say, uh, like, when I was growing up, in the first five years of school, up till fifth grade, I went to the super conservative uh, Christian school. And at recess, we had this cheap-ass, like, 1986 uh, Casio keyboard that had all the preset, like, uh, beats and stuff. Mm-hmm. And the one said rock, and I hit the rock button to see what it sounded like. And I guess that was forbidden. And some forbidden. little bitch went with Yes, forbidden, yes. And some little bitch went and told the teacher on me. I got sent to the principal's office and got ten paddled. I got paddled ten times because he said that was the devil's music. And that was it. My mom pulled me out of that school, went to public school, started smoking pot, and everything's been great since. Why ten times? You think three would have done it? Oh, they loved beating children there, man. It was a, it was like a crazy cult. It was nuts. I don't know. I went to public school and they used to paddle up until I think eighth or ninth grade. Oh, they didn't fucking paddle anybody after that. You know, once you moved over into high school, because you get fucked up trying to paddle somebody. Defend yourself. Yeah. I remember there was an eighth grade teacher that used to paddle us, and he got moved over to high school. When I was like 11th or 12th grade, a bunch of us went in to visit him and fucking bring it up. Like, remember he used to hit us and shit? And he'd be like, yeah, well, you know, those days are over. Yeah, he was like, you know, kids. We're like, to you, you know, it was a couple years ago. Yeah. Still kind of pissed off about it. <laughs> kind of fucked us fucking up. Fucking pussy. Bit. But, you know, I don't remember anybody making a big deal about it back then. You just took the fucking thing in the ass, and that was the end of it. Just a nice fucking slap of a board across your ass. But this guy used to drill fucking holes in his uh, board. Is he more aerodynamic? Yeah, I don't know what it was for. I think the little holes fucking popped a little more on your ass. He was a fucking little That's saddest. That's fucking weird. Jesus Christ, how long is this song going for? It goes on forever, I hope. It's their stairway. <laughs> but with rapping. Rapping stairway. Should be the name. That would be what I would do if I was fucking Jay Z. That would be the name of my next fucking song. Sample the shit out of Led Zeppelin. Fuck yeah. Bring some. Diddy did it. Remember? He took Cashmere for. I can't remember what. Oh, yeah. Song. Everyone was so pissed off about that. <laughs> oh, it was for the Godzilla movie soundtrack. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> I know because it was fucking like I thought the song was terrible, but then I went to this laser tag place and it was blasting. And I'm like, this fucking song's great when you're playing laser tag. <laughs> Here's our buddy uh, Scram Delicious. Hey boys, how you doing? Good. Um, my roommate in college, I went to uh, visit his parents, and they told me that uh, when he was in elementary school, he used to act out so bad that they wrote a letter and gave it to the school, and it was permission for the principal and his teacher to uh, hit him and put him in a closet in the classroom when he would misbehave because he used to act out so bad. Yeah, well, now he knows. Now he fucking knows. He was the only one in the entire school that would get hit. That's kind of embarrassing. Jesus, how bad was he? He was the worst person ever. Like a Nazi? Every fucking day with him was like monkey hour. He was just running around like a lunatic. All right, buddy. Talk to you later. See you later. 
Uh, we will come back with the place with the most drunk singles. Oh, shit. Most drunk singles. If you had to say off the top of your head, uh, where, where do you think the young drinkers live? What city? I think New York would be it, right? I New mean, York has got to be pretty high. Well, maybe she might be actually. I might go higher, older than. No. Um, Chicago to me has always been a pretty drunk town. Boston's always been a drunk town. I say Austin's come up because a lot of young people down there and they get fucked up. Yeah, but you're only there during the really drunkiest part of it. And there's actually a lot more to do there than just drink. Oh. Uh, a lot of these singles. I don't even know why that should be a thing, but I guess Zeet would be considered a, a, a single. Here in New York, what percentage would you say of young singles are heavy drinkers? At least 50. 50? That high? Well, maybe maybe, maybe 40's closer to it, but I mean, heavy drinkers, everyone's definition of that changes, but I think most people... Do you consider on. yourself a heavy drinker? When I drink. Oh, yes. bullshit. I gotta agree there. You're too much of a pussy to be a heavy drinker. Well, like, hold on. Is heavy drinker the amount of alcohol you're taking in or just how fucked up you get? How mm. much you fucking drink and how often you drink is a heavy drinker. All right. I drink, like, probably, you know, Friday, Saturday. Baller. But I, I don't necessarily take that much to get drunk, but I do get really fucked up. How much do you drink before you're really fucked up? I probably only, like, seven drinks, eight drinks. Mixed drinks or beers? Dude, you got to drink on the air with us one day. Never doing that. <laughs> I will just want the experiment. Come on. Br br I'll break my lunch. Drink tomorrow. I can't drink tomorrow. Pussy. We do a show. We just simply call it Pound Time. Yeah, and we see how it. much you can drink. Come on, let's what are you afraid it. of? Pound Time. Uh, I don't know. I want to like say something stupid. or Exactly. Perfect. Let's get fucked up. Then there's up. no way he drinks eight drinks. Let me tell you. Anyone who's a heavy drinker doesn't even slightly worry how much they fucking drink. Let's do it. Let's get a couple fucking bottles. Pound time power? Yeah. Pound time liquor time. What worries you, Zitz? What could you possibly say? You dig dudes? What is it that you're worried no, about saying? I dig dudes I hate ends. <laughs> Probably something like that would be bad. That would definitely be. But have terrible. you? Do you say stuff like that when you're drinking? No, but I, I don't know. I just I. We I'm had very to beg him to take happen. a couple of sips of vo vodka. And last I time think I that drank. he was just pushing his lips against that. You think? Uh, yeah. Fuck, it didn't really go down all that much. I know. That's the day we saw the Winklevoss. That is the day we saw the Winklevoss twins. All right, uh, Marsha wrote to me that Free Fair came to their Pittsburgh Junior High School. And they said that every one of them were the best audience that they've ever played for. Nice. Wow. And Marsha, I'm sure that's true. I'm sure that's not something that they say lightly. Yeah, you guys are juiced. Well, New York and Chicago are tied for number two in this. This is up on the iBang right now. Um, and number one is D.C. What? D.C is number one. How the hell does that happen? I didn't know they had that big a population. Well, I mean, I guess it's percentage. Not, it's not a drinking army that they're putting out, but the percentage of people. <laughs> we got the numbers. That, and it's only by one percentage point. I don't see Boston. To me, Boston, with all those colleges, Yeah. every time I've ever been there, I'm like, there's a lot of fucking drunk kids. Just everywhere, and it's, you know, it's yeah. fucking Boston. You should be getting fucked up. But maybe Harvard fucking drags them down because they stay a little more sober. 
Yeah, I mean MIT probably not a lot of fucking. I really drinking. thought there'd be like some Pennsylvania schools, like like Pennsylvania towns, because Penn State's so big, and then you got Pittsburgh and Philly and. Well, Philly is a heavy drinking town, but that has nothing to do with college. That's just <laughs> fucking cradled to the grave drinking. Um, but I'd also say, you know, if like a Minneapolis drinks hard, believe it or not. Madison, Wisconsin, is a hard-drinking town. Well, it's fucking cold and shit all the time, right? And I saw them drunk in the summer, man. Oh. I saw a lot of fucking people drunk in shorts. What about New Orleans? New Orleans is... The weird thing about New Orleans is I don't know whether I would throw that as a singles town. You know what I mean? That's kind of more middle-aged than anything, New Orleans. <laughs> Hey, it's only, I guess, singles time, you know, through the two weeks of Mardi Gras, whatever it is. Even then, if you go to Mardi Gras, there's a lot of 40-year-old fucking men throwing up in the street. That's true. Uh, all right, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, what is the hardest drinking single scene in America? Now, when you're going from 34% to fucking 1%, you know, we're, you know, I mean, this is razor close. Yeah. I mean, I might even want to recount here. Now, I will tell you something about D.C. A lot of those white people won't go into the district at night. The suburban people, it gets, it's fucking, they don't bridge and tunnel it. They get fucking scared about it. Yeah, it's, it's well, people like from like Virginia and shit, right? I mean, that's right Yeah, there. the Virginia people don't like to come in to D.C. at night. Now, there is a, you know... Uh, a kind of fucking circle scene there that goes on where there's a lot of bars and stuff. But I know from doing radio gigs down there, yeah. they would say, please stay in the suburbs. <laughs> Just go find a bar and fucking... Nobody there. wanted to go into Chocolate City. They wanted to stay in the vanilla suburbs. <laughs> um, Mark, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Mark, Ronnie? Yeah. Hey, I, I heard you talking about the Free Fair uh, band. Mm -hmm. I don't know if... Uh, they came to our high school. I can't. I don't know if you explain what what they did, what their scheme was. They, but they would, would play free and then charge. Oh, like they would have. They had a little assembly. Took us out of class. Right. Yeah. And then we. Then they. Uh, we're gonna play in the gym on Friday night. Yeah. Then they sold and, tickets. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What well, the thing was though, they act like they're a rock band, and then we all got fucked up. Got you know smoking some weed and shit. Right. Went, went to the concert. And then they played one song and started going, you know, went on about Jesus, and uh, everyone was just kind of like hypnotized, and I got up and left. <laughs> they worked a little know. Jesus in between uh, with us, but like I said, when you can't drive, you're going to fucking sit there. It's something to do. Yeah, I mean, you just got exactly. high outside. Now you're inside where it's warm, there's chicks around. So, like, <laughs> you, you get to say that thing, like, music blows, doesn't it? Seriously, it blows. Want to go get high later? You want to go out and fucking grind next to a tree? Like a couple of animals in the dirt? <laughs> um, John, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, buddy. I grew up around Madison, Wisconsin. They pound drinks like it's their job there. That's true. I've seen people it's there crazy. get fucking wasted. I mean, they break. I don't know what it is. I don't know why they love it so, but they do. They That's, go big time for it. Hell yeah. It's, like, it's a really pretty little town. Through families, yeah. I mean, families drink with families. I yeah. 
pounded with my parents. <laughs> it was crazy. That's weird. You know, that's all right. right that's what you do. Up with your parents? Yeah, I did that. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> We're kind of an early age. Nice. People have to drink. It's true. We're we all, all have problems here. we want to forget about. Um, one time I got drunk with my grandmother, and she got really <laughs> mad at me and kept it through my other grandmother's funeral the next day. And while I was sitting at my grandmother's funeral, I look across and my my living grandmother was giving me the stink eye oh, and God. doing stuff like, you're an awful person. I was fucking cracking up. I'm on Mars. We were both drunk. Don't act like it's just me. You were just as drunk as I was. And the funny thing is, the rest of my family was fucking rolling over it. <laughs> so They're going, pissed. you're in the fucking doghouse. I go, why? Because they stayed up late? Everybody else go goes to bed by one? You stayed, right? I mean, yeah. shit. Oh, yeah, she would turn on you in a heartbeat. And then people would be just like this to me. That's just the booze. She's going to forget about it. I go, this is my grandmother's fucking funeral. And she's fucking giving me this thank guy. Jesus. She's let pissed. Let it go. Um, let's go over here to uh, Stumpy. Where the, where's the heaviest single drinking scene in America? I used to live in Bay City, Michigan. You wouldn't think of it, but I'll be, holy shit, there's a bar, like a house, house, and there's a bar in the neighborhood. Like every five houses, there's a bar in between them. It's pretty fucked up in old Polish town, and you can get fucked up cheap as shit. Well, it's weird that you even say Polish, because over in Greenpoint, Brooklyn, yeah. those people are fucking drunk like it's Moscow. They drunk. love pounding vodka. Yeah, and it's still old school and, and a good part of it. It's and they'll also like working people will lay down and take a nap on a park bench or on the fucking street. Like a nice siesta. Nobody fucking brings it up. Like, oh my god, you got a problem? You know, you'd see a guy who ain't homeless who's just fucking laying down. Yeah, I own that storefront over there. I went over. To, yeah, I went. And a lot of another thing about those Polish people, they act like you ain't there. Oh, the, 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 they the, act the, like you're a fucking ghost just walking through their town. Well, all the fucking a bunch of the signs over there are still in Polish and shit. Yeah, it is. But there's some great bakeries over there. Yeah, and, and there's, there's good food open up, up all over there in Greenpoint. Fuck yeah, by the uh, by the bridge. It's strong. Um, let's go over to Ryan. Ryan, you're on Run Fez. Yeah, what's up, guys? Uh, I know Minneapolis is a great drinking town for singles. In fact, they've got a pub called The Local that goes through the most Jameson in the world as far as a bar per day. They go through 22 bottles a day and have for the last four years. And what is this place called? It's called The Local. And what is it about them and Irish whiskey? They are an Irish pub, and I think, I, I, if I remember the story correctly, I think the pub was taken apart over in Ireland and brought here and put back together here. And now, are they just pushing shots all the time? They're like, dude, you can't be here without drinking. Shots are straight, yeah, on the ice or on rocks or whatever, yeah, but Jameson's the thing to get when you're there. All right, now I feel like going there. All right, thanks. Shit. Uh, here's Mike. Mike, you're on my Hey, Ron Fez, how you doing? Good. I was thinking of uh, Portland, Oregon. Portland, Oregon drinks that hard? Portlandia? I uh, thought yeah. of that more of a weed place. Yeah. They got, I mean, the, uh, the microbrew, I mean, that's huge industry out there. I think they have more than any city. Yeah, but I, like people are getting, like, microbrews, like, connoisseurs almost. Yeah, they, they really don't like the fucking hammer, right? Yeah, like, fucking, you know, unlike me, I just want to get, like, a 30-pack of Budweiser. Who cares what it tastes like? Let's get ripped. And Leo, I was just like, thinking of them on a single hipsters there drinking. It just seemed right to me. All right, I'll give you another small town 
that people just get fucked up. And that's Savannah, Georgia. And I'm not even kidding you. When you leave a bar there, yeah. you hand the doorman your fucking glass. He pours it into a fucking cup that they call a traveler, and you go walking down the street with your fucking cocktail. That's awesome. That's where Hans Bananz is. In Savannah? Yeah. He's going to fucking be the king of Savannah, because there's a very big transvestite scene. He's going to fucking tear that shit up. Yeah, did you ever see The Midnight, The Garden of fucking Good and Evil, that fucking movie? No. And there was a famous transvestite in it? She ended up becoming friends with me and Fezzi and used to do our show all the time. Oh, nice. And it was a dude... But you had to call her whatever. Fezzel know the fucking name. This is long before he knew what he was. She was clocking his ass. <laughs> um, Terry, you're on a Fez. Did you say Terry? Yeah. Sorry, man. Um, how about Athens? Athens, Georgia. You know, I partied in Athens uh, before, and people really did get fucking wasted there. And you know how, like, everyone's always like, oh, the South, the South is so fucking redneck. These people were far liberal. These were like hipsters, pre-hipsters. Like cosmopolitan people. Yeah, I mean, what they were, they were like rocking a whole kind of REM, B-52s vibe. Nice. You know? Uh, and it was another one of those houses where everybody would have these like inexpensive, like small houses that were like one or two bedrooms. But you would go over there and there could be like three, four hundred people sometimes like hanging out. I mean, like... All right, you guys know what you're fucking doing, but it seems like this is a little tight for the one bathroom. All right, well, we love a house party. Um, let's go over to Sean. Sean, you're on my face. Hey, Roddy. I got to go with uh, Statesboro, Georgia. The only reason people go to college there is because they're 45 minutes from Savannah and the St. Patrick's Day celebration there. There's only college students there, and it's all girls. It's mo there's more girls than guys there. All what's you do the, is what's the school? Drink. Pardon? What's the school at Statesboro? Georgia Southern. You know, the, and all the bars are located directly across the street from the dorms. The, literally, uh, literally a five-second walk. The Savannah thing—I forgot about this. That is the second biggest St. Patrick's party uh, behind Chicago. Chicago's number one. Then Savannah, GA. This little town is supposedly bigger than New York City's. How's that fucking possible? Is the literally the entire town, everyone from around? Everybody. I mean, it's like, town? yeah, it's like fucking NASCAR to them, this fucking party. Jesus. And it's a great little old uh, southern town. It's really, really great. You know, people are always talking about ghosts and shit there. That's scary. Yeah, they ghosted up. No, but like good, like fucking party ghosts. Oh, cool. Yeah. I like party ghosts. We get fucked up on, on Ghostbusters. I don't even know what the fuck that means. That just sounds crazy. Uh, Corey, you're on my face. Hey, Ron. Yeah. Hey, Columbus, Ohio. Fucking off the hook every Saturday in football season. And now... Yeah, no, I don't like the whole, oh, let's get drunk for games. I like people who get drunk for drunk's sake. And I also like people who have a music scene. I don't like, oh, we're just going to sit and drunk and watch ball games on fucking TV. Then you ought to be 38 years old. <laughs> you know, you're going to spend the rest of your life getting drunk watching your weekend fucking football games. Well, that's that's, that's so definitely... Somewhere, somewhere uh, like Nashville's got to rank pretty high then. 
Nashville? I don't know. Music scene, drinking, bars. A lot of bars. It's the. Wor- Have you been there? Yeah, one time. It's just so fucking fake. Memphis to me is like a real place, you know, like real shit going on. But fucking Nashville to me just felt like I was at Disney World. It just had the fakest fucking scene going down. Yeah. Um, uh, people, are, I'm gonna read what they're writing up here. We've got it under shocker. Thirty-four percent of DC singles are heavy drinkers. Uh, Savannah pops up. Madison pops up here. Vegas. Vegas is too much of a tourist town to count, though. Um, I think for the really be a party in town, it's got to be the locals. Chicago. I see the people in Chicago drinking quite a bit. Yeah, people get fucked up there. Um, Shrekalove says if Pepper were single, NYC would be number one. Are you consider yourself single? No, I do not. I am in a committed relationship. But I mean, it's teetering on on breaking up. No, it's it's solid. It's very solid. Hey, I do enough of my own drinking. All right. Well, I guess not in the last three weeks. Are you drinking like Lincoln, though? Pounding. Just destroying. Uh, Fucking slaying. You're not afraid to drink like Zeet says. Oh, no, I'm not afraid to drink. I just know that once I fucking pop the top on this thing, I ain't going to stop again. So you're out there slaying. Let's do this. How about a tag team we do someday? You and your girlfriend, Liam, against my boys, Peppy Hamburger and Big... East Side Dave oh, McDonald. Okay, I don't happen. think that's fair please. at all. I feel Do like it. Dave and Pepper have a history of drinking just copious amounts. Why of won't you just do something for the show? Come on. Why won't you just say to yourself, I'm ready to stop taking and start giving back? Give a little, motherfucker. Give Come a little on. bit. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Dave doesn't want it. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it, Pepper's off his game. What if I have like a stomach virus or something and I'm just puking and shitting as I'm trying to drink? Why on this random day that like you could just, we could just do it a different day? Why on this day have you already decided you have a stomach virus and you're puking and shitting? Why do you, why can't you just say yes? Just once in your life. Fucking Say agree. yes. Mike, you're on a fez. You don't suck, man. You sound like a girl. He is. Uh, he you does. suck, Mike. All right, fuck come on. You. Let's not talk. Hey, hey let's not talk up, to the girl. listeners that way. Fuck we it. love them. Yeah, they're the we best. love our listeners. They're the best. Damn right. Um, dude, Boston. I can't believe no one said Boston yet. It's it's full of Irish, full of chicks. I Everybody's said Boston. How many times can I fucking tell you? Listen, uh, Muhammad. It's your radio, <laughs> Muhammad. Oh, I'm sorry, man. What's going on? Hey. Yeah, yeah, I'm over here. I'm in D.C., man. My theory is they don't include just the city of D.C. Because D.C. itself only has about 500,000 people, but they also include the surrounding suburbs of, like, Maryland and northern Virginia. And don't forget, um, I was read a statistic. They said between they have more people that make almost $100,000 a year between the ages of 25 and 35. Yeah, I know. You're making it off our government. It's nothing to brag about. Oh, yeah. It's, it's our tax dollars going into your fucking pockets. <laughs> But well, you know that doesn't, you know, to me, yeah, I know it's expensive drinking, but are they fun drinkers? Like, you'll go into Georgetown, you know, yeah, is it nice? But is anybody getting down and dirty? No, I don't say it. Oh, that sucks. Uh, Josh, you're on Hey, what's up, guys? Um, I, uh, I'm born and raised in Baltimore, and I just wanted to say that no one gives any love to Baltimore for being a drinking town. What about the wire? All of, but all of the... Um, all of our neighborhoods are based solely around bars. And, like, that's where the, the tourists go. And Well, here's and the thing. The- I mean, we give you all the respect for cracking crab cakes. 
Heroin. Sure. So you got it. Heroin, too. Heroin's good. And the, and the greatest great. uh, television series ever. Oh. Uh, you guys still have the Colts, or did they leave in the middle of the night? <laughs> they left. They oh, left shit. in the middle of the night That's when we got too the Ravens. Bad. That's and we fucking have too bad. No, you know what? Uh, what I do like about Baltimore is that you can sit there and drink with really old people. Yeah. Old people still like to drink down there. Good, that's fine. They drink out of those small glasses. Oh, really? I like a guy who'll drink an Ortlieb's out of a fucking really small glass. We're still holding on to our uh, to our Natty Bow, and that left the town what uh, twenty five, thirty years ago, maybe yeah. even more. What are all the local Baltimore beers? Um, we have Clipper City. Um, uh, sh- uh, heavy seas. Um, there's not many, but the the, the smaller microbreweries are popping up. Um, but I, I would think Clipper City might be the only one that really gets out of the city limits. That's kind of stretched its legs a bit. All right, uh, Ed, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey guys, Chapel Hill, North Carolina, home of Merge Records, great music scene, extremely conservative yet extremely liberal, nowhere in between. You know, that is a weird scene there, too. You are right about that. They've got the real hardcore uh, liberals living next to the real hardcore conservatives. Another place like that is like Boulder, Colorado, where you've got like a hippie scene next to a Jesus scene. Yeah, the fucking And there's no room for anywhere in between. Yeah, just, nothing. It, yeah, the, well, what, what, the, the moderates in the middle of what's, what has destroyed this country anyway. Last thing we want in this country is moderation. Moderation is what fucked us up for years. I would take... I wish that the fucking Tea Party would run against Occupy Wall Street and then everybody in between would have to fucking vote one of those directions. Choose the fucking side. Instead, we're getting two fucking moderates running. I'll go Occupy. Oh, God. Here's uh, Mike in Philly. You're in Fez. Yo, what's up, Ryder Fezzi? Uh, Fezzi, I'm, I'm surprised you didn't pick up on the Lady Chablis from Night in the... Uh, That's the girl that I was talking about. That's Lady the one that used to hang out with us. Uh, and she and was a dude, oh, yeah. obviously, but really fucking funny. She's fucking so funny. She'd be like this, why don't you suck my pussy if you don't like me? <laughs> she would fucking, like, we were always having to dump out on her. And, like, she'd be in there in, like, some car. Fuck you, redneck racist. We're just dumping the shit out of her. <laughs> That's great. Text Fez, see what's up with him. Also, I have a point about Washington, D.C., why they drink so much. It's yeah. all these young people from states. Uh, but they were all do-gooders, and they were all high achievers, and they all, they're not from there. They're there for the jobs, for the federal jobs. So, and they're all talking all the time, and that's part of their business. So, yeah, and they and all kind of realize that they don't even belong there. You know? Uh, yeah, yeah, they're strangers in a strange land. Um. Send him in and tell him the right stuff to me. Uh, let's go over here to Adriana. You're on Run of Fez. Hi. Uh, I just wanted to throw in Laramie, Wyoming for uh, drinking towns. Because <laughs> there's tell really you, nothing uh, else to do in Wyoming. <laughs> I will tell you a true story about Laramie. Is that where they have Cowboy Days? Yes. All right. I drove into Laramie one time, Hicks. This is a fucking true story. Me and my friend, we come in and like... You, uh, in the middle of the fucking afternoon, we get there. Cowboys were throwing up in the street. And it was packed, and there's this big party going on called Cowboy Days. And I swear to God, it was the craziest scene I ever saw in my life. It's just like rodeo dudes? It's like rodeo dudes, but they get 
fucked up. Just I mean, yeah, yeah. And fucking fighting and Starting vomiting. Like you would think. Yeah. You would think to yourself, hey, I don't want to be around a rodeo scene. That seems too... Ra no, it was the funnest, craziest shit I ever saw in my life. And I didn't even know about it. I just drove into the middle of it. <laughs> Started having a rodeo ball. Yeah, exactly. Shit. Yeah, all, all day, every day. No, you live out there, huh? Yep, unfortunately. Did you grow up there? Uh, I grew up in Buffalo. It's about four hours north of Laramie. All right, so Buffalo is somewhere on the outside of Laramie. Because literally, when we split and got to the end of town, there wasn't anything there. Yeah. Like, we were driving, <laughs> and then the town ended, and there was just nothing. That's fucking There was weird. nothing on the outside of town. Like a fucking old west town? Like, yeah, fucking, it, it, it literally is an old much. west town. Two houses and then the fucking road. <laughs> Dirt. <laughs> yeah. The I came back I and said that the midget was the mayor, and everybody had to listen to him. All yeah, right, thanks. Bye. Yeah, thanks, guys. I forgot about that place. That's a, that was crazy shit. Sounds awesome. Uh, Tony, you're on my face. Hey, what's up, Ronnie? Yeah. Hey, uh, you were talking about Savannah. I went to school at uh, SCAD, which is right in Savannah. My dorm room was just um, uh, right down from River Street. And that St. Patrick's Day party, they said 600,000 people came into town at any given time. There's 250,000 people because the, the, the St. Patrick's Day party is just on River Street. So it's not even all of Savannah. So it's just shoulder to shoulder people just walking down like a 10 block stretch, you know, a block wide right by the river. And it's, it's nuts, man. We can walk from my dorm room right there to River Street. It's, it's fantastic. It's just a fucking row of bars just getting whacked out. Yeah, and uh, there was a place down there, I think it was called Frozen Paradise, where they made Slurpees, but they made them with grain alcohol. I've had those before. I think I've made them. <laughs> it's fun. I've never... <laughs> but it's, uh, the, the Frozen Paradise was on uh, one end of the street, so you'd walk up there, get your cup, walk back down, you know, get a couple of beers. They'd have, like, the street performers, and it was it's, it, it was awesome, man. And plus, I didn't, I didn't go to school until I was 23, so Good. I was over 21 when I went down there. Good, get fucking whacked. You don't, need, you don't need class. <laughs> All right. Love All right. you guys. Right. Hey. You know, I'll tell you, a fucking bad town for drinking is uh, Fairfax, Virginia. Down there, cops came into a bar, started fucking testing people to see what their blood alcohol was. What? And then arresting people for public drunkenness. I'm not even making this up. Inside of a fucking bar. That's fucked. This can't be legal. Now, like, the bar never called and said, hey, we're having a problem. They just came into a bar, started checking people, making them fucking blow into the thing, and then arrested a couple people for being drunk. That's like a that's like prohibition. That's insane. That was insane. So you guys split? Or can you hang? Well, then you're allowed to start talking then. <laughs> yeah, you can hang out. Hey. So how are you feeling about everything? Oh, feeling all right. I think we can... Think you can make it work? Yeah, I think we and can Fez make it work. Fez is still up uh, working on it? Yeah, Fez is working on it. Okay. Uh, Kevin, you're on the run of Fez show. Kevin. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah. Montana, believe it or not. I don't know much about it. 
Except for, you know, that one fucking uh, Western book that I read, and they got real fucked up in that. Um, I forgot the one with fly fishing in Montana. Oh, um, uh, River Runs Through It? Yeah, River Runs Through It. They got fucking wasted in that book, but I don't know much <laughs> yeah. about Montana. What do you guys drink in Montana? Everything. Um, uh, it's about 90% Irish. It's an open pit copper mine. It's got one of the biggest St. Patrick's Day celebrations west of the Mississippi. They bring in tour buses from Spokane and Seattle just to get fucked up. No open container law. It's what? great. No, no open container law. We got about thirty-five thousand people here. Awesome. There used to be a thing in Montana where they used to say, "No, no town is more than a six-pack away," uh, but they. You know, had to catch up with the rest of the country with the DUIs. Why? Come on. They're doing fine. Normally out there, if you're going to fucking crash, you're going to crash by yourself. Not take anybody down with you. There's no one lives there. That's how we used to say how far it was to, like, Bozeman from Butte. It was a six-pack away. Yeah. Billings is a 12-pack. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's awesome. All right. See it, dude. Yeah, but that, what else you got? You know, beautiful country and then drinking. The Marlboro Ranch is out in Montana. I'm still hoping to go one day. What happens there? It's just a, it's a random drawing, and they just bring you out there, and um, you can ride horses and like Humvees and shit, and they just give you free cigarettes and free booze for like four days. We got to see they, if we can't do something with you there. <laughs> I would love. Have you ever ridden horses before? Oh no, I don't know shit about that. You can shoot guns or whatever, crossbows. It's weird, but it's fucking free cigarettes. All you can smoke, all you can drink. I would love to see you on a fucking horse. <laughs> They fly out there. Everything's paid for. Uh, I think if they had a nickname for you, it would be Dude. <laughs> Fred, there's going to be a drinking contest going on. Oh, no. Uh, Mark and his buddy Liam no. against my guys, Chris and Dave. Who are you picking in this? Um, I would have to imagine Pepper and Dave oh. would crush Liam and Mark. Mark just said he can't hold his liquor very well, and and Dave and Pepper are well established in their drinking. Yeah, we'll fucking crush. No one believes in you, Zitz. You gotta believe in yourself. You're the fucking underdog bum, here. Bum, bum, da, 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 da. You're fucking Rocky right now, dude. You're fucking Rocky. Get Liam on the phone. Lock it up. I mean, Hicks and Dave are. A, a I know Liam's down. Yeah, Liam. I loves, know Liam's down. Liam loves to hit the sauce. I know Liam wants to do this. I'll Come find on. out. I'll Come find out from here. Pound some drinks. See if you can't live up to it. Live up to your new rep. That's right. Hard drinking, Mark Zito. Jeff, you're on the Run Fed Show. Yeah, hey, Ron. Hey, out in uh, up north of Sandusky, Ohio, in Lake Erie, there's a place there called Put-In Bay. And it's, they call it the Key West of the North. It's the whole island is just okay. one bar after another. And uh, people go over on the ferry, rent golf carts, and just drive from one bar to the next. You just have thousands of drunk people out riding golf carts. And yeah, oh, that's kind of cool. Carts. So you can't have any uh, cars at all, huh? The only vehicles on the island are the people that live there. So everybody who's just coming over to visit, there's two or three businesses that rent golf carts. You just drive around all day, and you know there's a great big marina there, and people just passed out in the streets. It's just a party all the time. Um, that sounds like really fun, man. Yeah, I want to drive it's around a, a golf course. It's a good yeah, I mean, like if you're going to do, uh, 
that kind of summer where you don't give a shit. That sounds great. I mean, that's how Key West is, that you literally don't need a fucking car when you live down there. You just party and fucking hang Party out. till you die. I mean, the chances of you making out of there alive. Like, if you decided to stay, yeah. I can't picture you living. Well, I could open up like a little bar and it'd be great. It'd just have locals come in, tourists. I've seen some crazy shit down fucking Key West. Really? We did by 42. Hey, listen, I'm straight. I No, I was just saying. One time I had to be on some, like, local... TV station in fucking Key West, and I swear to God, the people that were hosting the show were drunk. They were like, good to have you here. Was it Hoda? I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Did you, heard you guys like... When you, you know, just get game? in, you're like, I don't even know. Sounds pretty fun. There's fucking dudes in there like, hey, let's go and we get some cigars in fucking Cuba right now. What? I go, well, you can't. They go, yeah, we'll just fucking drive up and then you just drive back. Are you not stopping for the Coast Guard or anything? No. They like, I'm not going to... Yeah. Just their regular fucking boats. Let's go. All right, yeah. so let's just go to the communist country, grab some shit and yeah. bounce. Yeah, and I'm going to fucking go over there and get fucking whacked over a couple of fucking cigars. Yeah, it doesn't seem They're like, we kosher. do it all the time, dude. I guess. No. And the weird thing is, we talk about drinking in this fucking country. I don't even think that we fucking drink as much as we, they do in Europe. Certainly not as much as they do in Australia. Uh, no, well, and the drinking's like more ingrained in the culture, maybe, because the kids drink fucking wine when they're younger. Oh, they say that, but that, yeah, our kids what... drink wine. <laughs> Wine's for fuck, yeah, Bad for dog. fucking girls. Thunderbird. Spy report. Spy report. Spy report. Spy report. Oh, shit. Brandon's got a spy report. Hello? Yeah. Oh, hey, Brandon. It's Brandon in Buffalo. I'm calling out Mario Williams. They signed him. They're going to have the press conference at 1.30 today. Buffalo Bills. Uh, spy report. Spy report. Spy report. That's fucking huge. Oh, yeah. Let's go after Manning. Fitzpatrick's fucking not consistent. And Fred Jackson's not going to have the year he did last year. His fucking broken leg. You don't want any part of that team, huh? Oh, hell no. No thanks. It's too fucked up. And even Steve Johnson fell off huge from the year before. Because people realize, all right, we have to fucking cover this guy. And his stupid, like, fucking gimmicks. Uh, fucking, uh, like, who's joking now or whatever. Why right. is so serious? He pulls up his shirt. Who's joking now? <laughs> yeah, that's what they should have been. <laughs> That's what Batman should have said this joke. <laughs> <laughs> Who's joking now, fuckface? Get it, dick. <laughs> um Hold on, here's Dan in Chicago. Hey Dan. Yeah, they got the uh Southside uh, St. Patrick's Day, they banned it because the people were getting so drunk they busted out the storefront windows. A couple of them, yeah. And they tried to move it to they tried to move it to a new city called Burbank, Illinois. Still Southside, but the mayor said, "Fuck that, we ain't gonna have it there." You guys are fucked up losers, man. You fucking getting drunk all the time and shit. So where do they have it now? They they're trying to find a new place, but they they're like the people get too damn drunk, so we got to move it. So we we can't even find a place for the fucking Southside, you know, St. Patrick's Day parade. They got the one downtown, but that's just all clean cut, you know, like Irish dudes and kilts up there, you know, the the the, the windbags wear, the fucking hornbags wear those things above. And then you got the north side with the, you know, 
around the bars around there, the Irish bars around there, and they're just, but it's worse than New Year's Eve. It's so many fucking people on the bars. Worser than New Year's Eve. I would want to see the the green die in the rivers, though. That would be fun. That's Normally, good. I'm only in Chicago to see the Cubs lose. <laughs> and the people there don't take it too hard. They don't huh. care? They're just having a good time in the fucking stadium? You know, I've become better to it. You know, I used to act like they were the worst fans because I went to a game there before and the people weren't even watching the game. They were fucking picking up chicks and they were fucking around. But after being out there a couple more times, I'm like, all right, they're better baseball fans than I gave them credit for. I used to really fuck with them about it. But I grew up with in a fucking place where we would lose 100 games. The Phils would easily lose 100 games every year. And everyone would be like, what the fuck? Like they couldn't believe it. <laughs> you fuck, how's this happening? How are we, how is this fucking going down? Uh, again. You suck. <laughs> they would take it so fucking personal. I think Chicago's just learned to accept it. They're not going to win. You should never accept it. Hell no. I mean, you know, at some point you just break and be like, oh, I guess we'll never win. Because you're a fucking Redskins fan. You've given up. That's true. I'm like, you know what? Where's I your Nationals hat? Well, How do you feel for ever. the fucking people from Cleveland? They don't ever see anything coming their way, sports-wise. Major League was the last fucking good thing they had. The movie? The movie? Yeah. About baseball. And then thing? at the beginning of the movie, they didn't think that they could win. Oh, no. No, because like, they had like, ex-cons and shit fucking playing on their... Then they thought the ball was too high to be a fucking home run. <laughs> Luckily, he got to find those glasses. John, you're on run a fez. Hey, how you doing? Hey, uh, I wanted to tell Pupper I've been to that Marlboro Ranch out in Montana. You lucky fuck. Dude, it is insane. Like, a day before you go, they send you out these huge duffel bags. You don't even have to carry your own stuff. Uh, they send you a check for, like, 1200 bucks. Oh, sick. Um, everything's 100% free. <laughs> you go to my, you go to my Slipper page, I got, like, 80 pictures up there from the place. How'd you, how'd you, get, how'd you, how'd you get into it? They just send you. The value Why are you angry at him? Anger, Okay. They send you a FedEx letter for like a two months in advance, and they give you like Stetson hats and cameras. And I always wanted a Stetson hat. Oh, dude, five X Stetson. I priced it out like two hundred fifty bucks. Yeah, they are expensive. Jesus. You go to my Twitter page. They won't tell uh, you your thing without measuring your head. They fucking yeah. measure your head, or they won't give you one. Oh, yeah, they they're like, I don't want anybody head. walking around with a small fucking. Fucking hat and a big head. I'll fuck you up. They send you a tape measure in the mail. It's crazy. When? What are you waiting for? I want to go. You can't buy tickets to the place. They have to invite no, you. Random. Look at all this cool swag you get. That is swag. On the bed. It's great. Have Free cigarettes, shoes, gloves. I need all those things. Let's have Rob get in touch with him. All right. Go Maybe we could page. do a thing where you you broadcast from out there. Sure. Have you tried asking them nicely? Here I am, Ron, enjoying a nice Marlboro cigarette here from the Marlboro Ranch. I worry that you smoke too much already. <laughs> I think it's just fine. I'd fit right in. Uh, Howard, you're in Hey, Ronnie. You're talking about alcoholism. Uh, the best movie quote of all time from an alcoholic is Ben Kingsley and You Kill Me. He plays an assassin from Buffalo and he goes to... Oh, yeah. In Boston for the first time, and he stands up and says, I'm an alcoholic, but I didn't know it because I grew up in Buffalo. Right. Yeah, I did see that movie. It's actually good. Fez, do you like to hear about heart attacks or you don't? I don't like to hear about heart attacks. All right, because somebody we know had a heart attack. Oh, really? 
You want to go in the other room while I tell the audience? Yeah. So you really don't even know about it. All right, go ahead. Okay, so I guess I'll just turn everything down. Zeech, you're the one who found the news article, right? Yeah. Uh, Gallagher is in the hospital. <gasps> oh, he no. He had a heart attack. Fuck, no. So that How happened. is he doing? Uh, his, his publicist said it's from mild to serious. He doesn't know. Now, when I did the MS with him, he was bragging about his stents. He was like, yeah, it's, it's like plumbing. It's fine. Can't brag about that. See, there's another guy. I'm going to tell you, for 65, like Gallagher, always seems like he's in good shape. He's into it. Yeah, but... He's uh, always swinging a sledgehammer. You know, that's not light. Oh, he's going to stop that. That's too much. All right, tell Fez he can come back in. But I like him. He's crazy as a fucking loon. And hey, I end up pouring... Go back outside again for a second while I finish the story. Uh, I ended up, during the MS, pouring a fucking water all down his fucking balls. Oh, no. Just chugging, just going like that with the water. And here was the great thing about him. is like he did not even fucking move or try to stop me. He just stood there and took it for comedic purposes. Because he spit his watermelon and some of it went on me. And the audience was like fucking laughing so hard. So I'm like, oh, that's funny. And I'm just like not even paying attention. I'm just pouring water down his fucking nuts. <laughs> And then he just took it. And then about 10 minutes later, he goes like this. Oh, someone just wanted my ass crack. And never even mentioned it before. Just stayed really. And I'm like, that's fucking really fucking funny. All right, bring him back in. Tell Fed to come back in. He's coming. He's coming. He's coming. Who's the one telling you to come in and out? Zito. How does he see you from there? Because I was standing out in the hallway, and he was looking at me through the booth window. Oh, so you were standing over near him? Uh, yeah, I was standing oh, in the okay. hall. All right. So you feel better that you don't know? Um, no, because now I feel like I'm going to find out from, you know, just from the news or something. You won't find out. Just keep you in the dark. It's the best way of educating yourself is to stay in the dark. Ignorance is bliss. It is. Ecstasy is bliss, too. Oh, hell no one yeah. ever even brings that up. Eat them shits, huh? Although you can have a heart attack on ecstasy, right? Yeah, I uh, fucking like snorted a bunch of molly, ate a bunch of e-pills once, thought I was, my fucking heart was exploded. But then I just drank a bunch of water, and I was okay. Mm. Oh. Oh, that's good. Here's Chuck in Chicago. You're on the fence. Chuck, we lost you, buddy? No, I'm here. Hey, Peace. On the south side. Here's uh, Brent. You're on the Run of Fez show. Brent. Yo, what's up, Ronnie? You, buddy. Hey, Block Island, Rhode Island. Ridiculous, ridiculous party spot. You got fucked up on the ferry on the way out there. You walk off the boat. There's 15 bars on a tiny little 7x3 island. You go cougar hunting out there, college chicks everywhere. It's Blackout City. Um, how long is the ferry ride? 
It's an hour-long ride out. So, I mean, there's a bar right next to the ferry before you get on the ferry. You're drinking there. You get on the ferry, you're boozing up for an hour. You're half cracked before you even get on the island. But this is only in the summer. Like, you can't do this any other time. Well, it's just a summer party place, right? Yeah. You go out there, uh, Zitz? Yeah, I've been out there. How's the fucking ferry ride? Pain in the ass if it's raining and shit? Yeah, but I mean, you, you don't go to Black Island if it's fucking raining. You now, can you, take the, can you take the? Can you take a Montauk fucking ferry from there? Yeah, because it looks like actually, it's just as close to Montauk. It looks like there's a little line here for a ferry. I think they do have one. On the yeah, map. there's well, a ferry that runs from Montauk. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's, Let's go. go. Yeah, come on out. Once I get to Montauk, I'm just going to fucking stay there. I keep going. See what's up. But out there. to get the Montauk in the summer is so fucking long. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's so far out. Like if we left the, there hours. now, we could be there in no time. <laughs> we could just go out, and then you're like, "All right, as long as it's not nice, this is a great place to be." It's fucking June. Man, look how close that is to fucking Rhode Island, though. Fucking Long Island almost bangs into it. Yeah, I never really realized that until you wow. fucking lived there. How do you not know that? Well, I just kind of assume you know Rhode oh, Island. Terrible Rhode Island. You should have been taking a fucking boat over all the time. Yes. Yeah. Fucking going over and seeing what Billy Joel was up to. I go back to Newport this summer. Check it out. Why do you call Jewport when you're not on the air? What's racist. that all about? He's a racist. That's I didn't I'm know right. that. Because he thinks it's his little joke about the Jews. Okay. You explain it to me in a way that I never understood before. <laughs> I thought that was going to come out when we were having the drinking contest. No, he doesn't have to drink for that to come out. Here's what I was deciding the rules in the drinking contest. Yes. Four guys. All right. Last one to die wins. I'm or, down. I'll sign right now. So we all have to die. Of alcohol poisoning. You can't fucking kill yourself. Three of you. Yeah. Yeah, one of you is going to live. Okay, so last... Okay, you said last Think one Think of it as win. the okay. drunkards game. <laughs> where I go into different districts and I bring drunkards in. And then... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I'm not... By the way, I'm not allowed to say shit about Hunger Games. But fucking... G-Baby gets quoted in HuffPost. What? Jibby? Yeah, so I find out after the show yesterday, Fez sees it, and I'm like, why didn't you fucking tell me? He goes, well, you were on the air and you are talking about something. I go, I don't want to put Jibby over and know that he fucking tweeted away what he promised he wouldn't say. Oh, no. He gave N it a B plus. D-A. Like, he doesn't, he actually said Hunger Games is 100 times better than the Godfather and Star Wars put together. How is that possible? Oh, can, when does this come out? A week from... Um, I think it's the 23rd. So so I won't be talking about it for a while. But he's allowed, are we allowed to say what he said about it since it's out there? I don't like to say anything. I like to fucking do what I promised to do right, and put a fucking lid on it. Uh. I'm that slash film where I'm like, fuck you, Hollywood. We do what we want. Oh my goodness, he's just... Does whatever he wants. Fez, you're being quiet. Is your mind just wandering, wondering who it is? Yeah, yeah, I'm still... I, I, Why are you I, so I, quiet today? I should have just figured out uh, just, that I needed to hear who it was, because now it's making me really nervous not knowing. Could be a former president. Really? Maybe. Alright, who is it? No, that's not the way we play. Oh, yeah. When, if you want to know, you find out with everybody. Ah, uh, well, well, look who it is. Mister, I'm going to rush the first review out there be and beat first. everybody else in the country. First. 
Who's on our phones today, by the way? Dan Perlman. Dan Perlman gets better every fucking day. Dandy, Don, the Don of all pearls. Without tossing the disc around. The Don of all pearls is just on top of the world right now. Even I have to admit, he's doing pretty good. Uh, he fucking passed you like you were fucking sleeping, didn't he? Mm -hmm. Like you were asleep at the wheel. No, it, I'm not sleeping. I'm just resting my eyes a little bit. Just, you know. Yeah. Still wearing your jacket and holding your bag. What are, what are you doing? Just relax. This is a safe place for you. Okay. This room is good. I don't care if you're a liar. It doesn't bother me. It just made me feel better to have something in my arms. Sure, I know. Clutch <laughs> and cradle. Jabibi, how you doing, buddy? Hey, what's up, buddy? Yeah. So, to explain uh, why my review is up, there is... Remember, when I first called you guys, I said I couldn't say anything. But then, the way it works is, the embargo is, like, multi-level... So Monday, I was allowed to tweet a reaction and put up any interviews I did, but I can't post a full review until the 20th. So I wow. can't post. Yeah. Um, it's just sort of, it's the marketing, it's the publicist trying to sort of, you know, uh, you know, keep the buzz going at a steady rate as opposed to everybody dumping their stuff at the same time. Do you believe this is going to be a gigantic movie, though? Huge. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to be, you know, The Dark Knight, but I think it's going to, you know, it's going to do, like, well over $50 million next weekend, maybe more, maybe a lot more, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a big, big hit, you know. It's just it's like one of these four-quadrant movies, like, young, old, men, women, it's for everybody. I think it's going to do $400 million the first day. Wow. So wow. Half a billion. There's a lot of sellouts that week. Yeah. That day. There will be. Yeah, a lot. But, uh, yeah, that's the reason. And then I don't know why Huffington Post decided to, like, pull my quote out of everybody and put it, like, front and center. Right I know. Up. I was very, very happy. And I would have brought it up yesterday, but Fez didn't want to interrupt me. Well, I'm glad you did, didn't, because I was uh, traveling yesterday. I wouldn't have heard about it. You uh, will never see another movie now. Not until the day it comes out. You will see it with the fucking ham and eggers, the strap hangers. Yeah, I'm in the, yeah, for, I, I'll, there, there's going to be good audiences for that movie, but uh, we'll see. It's fun. It's fun. It's good. I'm curious to hear your thoughts about it. Yeah, I can't tell you, because unlike you, I don't break the embargo. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, I mean, obviously, I don't do a review. I have uh, an interview, I think, lined up by somebody in it. But they sure. were, like, I hadn't been to a, a fucking screening like this where, I mean, it was a very small room. And they had two security guards watching us with when there's only probably 30 seats, tops. Yeah. And they took the phones. Oh, my God. And made everybody promise that you couldn't say anything. Great. Yeah. I, I, like I said, I signed a contract that, that said I couldn't say anything at all until, you know, they, like I but again, I was allowed to go on social media on the 12th and say, hey, it's good. Full review coming next week. Some and people were even mad at you for giving it a B plus, huh? I don't think anybody was mad. I, people were more confused by my tweet because I guess it, did, it doesn't make a lot of sense because it's hard to explain what I want to say about it in 140 characters. Dude, I could give you fucking 10,000 words. I don't know what the hell you're talking about with a movie. <laughs> uh, it's possible. But, uh, yeah, so I'll put my review out on, on Tuesday and, and it won't get the same amount of traction. But I guess I was one of the first people to do it Monday morning just because I knew that people were curious about it and I had made a big deal of, like, the weekend before being all mysterious. So, well, that's your I thing. Oh, it's fun. If I can tease people, why not? So this is your movie of the summer. 
No, no. I think it's the movie of the uh, spring, for sure. Uh, Why didn't you just tweet, this will not be the movie of the year? Trust me. <laughs> um... I don't know, because there's so many great movies supposed to come out this year. But why can't you just do stuff now that you know that they're paying attention to? Uh, I was totally, I've, on reflection now, I'm a little more disappointed than I thought I was. <laughs> and you'll know why if you see this. You know what's funny? I, I probably picked up 15 Twitter followers from that. I mean, I go on your show and plug my Twitter, and I get like 150, 200. So it's like... I don't know how big the HuffPo really is. Come on now. The HuffPo is big, but I don't think I don't think that it's active. Right. Where I mean, our people think, are obviously active. They got nothing yeah. to do. I think I looked at that article to see maybe like how big it got, and it had yeah. like two hundred likes on Facebook, and I'm like, fuck, I, I get that on one of my articles like every day. Like, yeah. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> anyway. Well, you have a very active site, right? Slash Film is very active. Oh yeah, yeah. We get we get you know we get probably a, you know, an average of like twenty five comments on an article. Sometimes it's nine, sometimes it's two hundred, but you know an average in there somewhere. And then uh, yeah, they're mostly you know uh, very very vehemently uh, opinionated people. But it's fun. I'm glad that they have fun in uh, commenting and ripping on me and everybody well, else. Well, it, it's I, really interesting when you look at a lot of supposedly really big sites that never get comments. You know, and they'll even, and I'm always wondering, like, why don't they just get rid of their comment section? Because yeah, it looks weird. Yeah, it looks strange just to see, like, one comment. Like, there's only one person? I need to say yeah. <laughs> And sometimes they'll even ask the question, like, does anybody know where I can? And there'll just be nothing. <laughs> oh. and it's like a household name site. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think a lot of people, you know, they it, sometimes that's because of the, uh, whatever comment system they have. Like, the one you got on the Interrobang is real easy. You put in your name, boom, you're good to go. But a lot of sites want it to be a little more difficult because that uh, if it's too easy, it encourages people to be anonymous and be real, real assholes. Like we have for, on Slash Film, you have to be either a Facebook or a Discuss user. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, But before that, it was anonymous, and we were getting way more comments because people would sign up with a name called, like, you know, like, G-Baby Sucks and be like, yo, I hate this kid, you know, and now you can't really do that. Really well, if anybody trouble. wants the name G-Baby Sucks, they can just come to the Interrobang. It's out there. Uh, true. No problem. That's true. It'll be out there any second now. Um, all right, uh, buddy. Well, all congratulations. Right, I guess I'll talk to you next Tuesday. Yeah. And sure. then we can both go over what we thought of it. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds good. All right, peace. Later, buddy. I don't normally even see the big summer movies. Like, this is one I would not have went to. Yeah. Well, I, I, I mean, I, I've only... Heard about it because of the fucking books and everyone's using their Well, you, yeah, well, you were the ones telling me that you're seeing people reading it all the time. Yeah, all the time. All and then, of course, from being on the internet, like some of these, like I was at Movie Line today, and almost like there's like 12 stories all about the one fucking movie. Jesus. And they're like, oh, here's an in depth conversation with Lenny Kravitz. I'm like, oh, I forgot Lenny Kravitz was in that fucking movie. But the, in the fucking interview was longer than his part in the movie. <laughs> Um, it is the Run and Fez show. I'll tell you what to do. Put up this um, thing that basically I want to see. I think it says "Who knows the uh, the Cal's high kick." It's actually one of the best things I've seen in a long time. This is up on the iBang wire right now. Where G Baby? Whoa! 
Now, the cow just had a, a fucking baby. The woman... Cows hate it if you use a foreign language around them. You can see that the placenta is still attached to the fucking cow. The cow's ass. That's not the ass. It's an ass, baby. It's around the ass area, but it's it basically looks like it's coming out of the Well, it's on the other side of the taint. So... Badass. Yeah. Uh... But never fuck with a cow, A, in a foreign language, B, when it's doing its afterbirth nod. No. God. It fucking nails this woman right in the face. Here's the most impressive thing. Play it again. And so this fucking steer has got to fucking weigh, what, 1,500? Right. Kicks her in the face. Look at her. She's back up. She ain't waiting for an eight count. She hits the fucking turf. She's back up again. I've eaten hamburger by the time this fucking thing happened. He's its baby, too. Just to... I'd fucking attack that That's thing baby. like it was the show. Uh, luck. Oh, come on. Oh, it would be that nice feel. Yeah, that's why they put down all those horses. That's sad. Put them down because they injured themselves and they couldn't live. They didn't injure themselves. They were in a movie that they didn't want to fucking do. I mean, how often do you hear, like, Christian Bale fucking accidentally killing himself as Batman? You don't. It He's doesn't happen. He's a Why fucking the actor, horse? not an animal. Well, aren't these horses also actors yeah. playing racehorses? Yes, that's why you see a lot of horses winning Oscars. And they have sad cards. Jesus, Fuck come on. About. Come on, dude. This ain't Block Island where you go out and get fucking blitz for a week. And then fucking Chasing blow. cougars and college girls. And college dudes. No. No. No, I didn't even fucking know that. Yeah. It's the worst thing you could say. Look, Watley's just glazed over. You are not <laughs> even here today, brother. Oh, Your coming out party, we were all so fucking happy about uh -huh. And you are back to square one. Where you're just ignoring a show in front of you. He's fucking trying to bring you in. Here's uh, some pictures I love. Now, everyone always says that a woman couldn't look better when they're pregnant. Look at these Jessica Simpson pictures. And why we listen to a little... We'll listen to a little Adam Green while we're looking at the Jessica Simpson. But she's gigantic. Oh, my wow. God. I think it's beautiful. Oh, no. Spooky. I've never seen a pregnant woman that pregnant. We're giving Jessica away her signs Simpson. for March Madness. Where has your love gone? It's not in your music, no. You need a vacation to wake up the cavemen. She probably shouldn't be wearing them to Mexico. Jessica, Jessica Simpson, you've got it all wrong. Your fraudulent smile, the way that you faked it. Oh shit! What the hell are you doing? I what made a the mistake. Fuck! Why would you make a fuck? No, we're not gonna redo no, no, it. No, Just no, stop it. It's done. It's you, you fucked up you because you it. can't leave well enough alone, Fred. You ruined the fucking Fred. song. I just wanted to see more pictures of Jessica Simpson. What, what the fuck? Why would you stop the fucking music? <laughs> you could do both. Uh, we flying that up on the eye bank for you. Kind. That's <laughs> well, so much better when other people fuck up. Oh. This is why you don't make friends, Zito, because instead of being there for him when he's down, I know. you're like fucking happy that it happened to him. Like some jackal. That he's a piece of shit and garbage that eats shit and garbage.
Where really you're the garbage monster eating shit and garbage. Remember the first day you came in here and almost fucked everything up? Yeah. And then mm -hmm. you came in and I'd never met you before and said, thanks, it was great working with you. Now I'll never be able to be here. It he was. Resigned. He was. Well, he thought you thought you were fucking canned. I thought I was done for good. And you ruined everything. I right, let, let's look at some Jessica Simpson without the fucking great song that we're yeah, enjoying. Try not to fucking refresh the goddamn page. She claims she's 170 here. She's lying. That's she's fucking about three bills. She's closer. Yeah. Was look at her now. Why is she still wearing fucking platform shoes yeah. when she's that large? Why is she in public? <laughs> Just stay inside it, till the baby comes. It's amazing that she's upright. She's that pregnant. Well, she's like a weeble. She's mm. not going to go down. <laughs> Jeez. I'll tell you this. Big titties there. Full of milk. Mm. Yes, we understand. Oh, you, you're the one who thought there was ass cows a fucking minute ago. <laughs> what, what do you know? All right. I don't know a lot of things right now. No, you don't. <laughs> you're still wearing you fucking a bag on your lap, wearing your coat, and looking at the door. Just ready to get the... F Are we keeping this all quiet? Yeah. Yep. We can't even say that he's out for a week. Um, probably shouldn't. Okay. But you won't hear from Fred for a week. I've got some work to do. Yes. you got to take a look inside. <laughs> know thyself. Nobody I like better than Fred. Well, Good. wait. I like Hicks better than Fred. Good. <laughs> a lot better. <laughs> But there's nobody else I like better than Fred. Oh. Thank you. And I really hate you, Zito, for laughing at him for fucking up the Jessica Simpson song. I know. I, it was just a simple mistake and... It's far it from could have happened to anybody. The best yeah. thing about her getting fat is she's almost big enough for Fred to be attracted to now. Oh, Jesus Christ. Almost. Don't, she's not fat. She's pregnant. She's, she's a fucking style icon, my friend. Yeah, yeah. But she's gonna if, you, if you watch that show of hers. She's going to retain some of that weight, though. I don't think so. I like think a, she's going to lose it all. She's like a person in her belly right now. That's it's creepy. probably a six-year-old. <laughs> if they said she gave birth to a church's fried chicken, I would not even be slightly fucking surprised. Yes. Or some fucking down south thing, a mobile home. or a Waffle House? Some, yeah, a Waffle House probably got her pregnant. <laughs> something that they fucking have down there. Some Baptist church just comes dropping out of her vagina. drive through liquor store. You love those, don't you? <laughs> Who doesn't? Uh, let's go over here to Jeff. Jeff, you're on my face. Hey, what's up, guys? Yeah. Hey, uh, Fez. Yes. Can I suck your cock? All right, get off the fucking phone. Just when I was sitting around bragging what a great job fucking Dan Perlman was doing. He lets through a fucking shit call. Mm. Or maybe a cock call is one of Oh, my kids. God, that's even worse. There was a cock call. Or in, this cock. in this point, a fucking shitty cock call. Ugh. Oh, God. Shitty cock call, and I don't care. Shitty cock call, and I don't care. Shitty cock call, and I don't care. Fez, how come you're back to watch him? What happened to you, brother? Um, I, d yeah, I'm not sure. Just, uh, I guess a little nervous. Why? Are you afraid about coming out? Afraid someone will know that you're gay? No, I'm openly gay. I'm not afraid of that. But that was going to be the thing that, and you, your initial thing was so fantastic. Right, yeah. And just, I think, since the stance, I've kind of backslid. Hmm. That's what you're supposed to do when you're gay. Well, the stents mean that you'll never be sick again. Yeah, you're That's good. That's the beauty of it. 
Right. Yeah, well, those three blockages, yeah, that's all opened up. So that's all taken care of. Yeah, and then I have the two more that they have to watch and and eventually stent. These are facts things, though. You're reading off a book of facts. Jessica Simpson. Remember how great that song was? I just wish I could have heard more of it. I know. That's the guy from Moldy Peaches. Who fucking uh, Mr. 90s Punk hates. What? Yeah, you hate hate the Moldy Peaches. Why would you fucking turn the music off? Why did you shit all over it? It was an accident. You're a shitter, is what you are. It was an honest mistake. Yeah? What if you had an honest mistake? You fucking dropped a baby on the railroad tracks, right, when a fucking train was coming by. Should no one get mad at that? Yeah, if it was a mistake, then yes. You should be forgiven. You're a baby killer. The mistake was to let you hold the baby. Exactly. That was our biggest mistake, baby murderer. You like killing children? BK killer. Not a BK killer. Yeah, baby killer. It's just a mistake that the baby Baby killer killer. <laughs> You're the baby killer, killer. Well, that we, wouldn't that be good because he was going around killing baby killers. Seats, please. Let's not fucking sit here and fucking try to fucking take everything you know, apart. Yes, this is why people hate lawyers <laughs> because they sit around and go over minutiae of the fucking English fucking, fucking language. It makes everybody sick to their stomach. Like, wait, I can change everything now. So he's not killing babies. Let's well, just you know all what? be people here. That's the last thing you are. A person? You're a baby killer. Oh. Jessica Simpson. <laughs> You'd make a great fucking DJ, wouldn't you? Fucking eight seconds in and out. You're like quick hooks. We don't need to hear the whole song. We just no. need to get to the good parts. That's enough, ladies and gentlemen. Here's some silence. Right. Well, here's me pounding a baby's head against the fucking... Remix! <laughs> <laughs> Jessica Simpson. Here's Lisa in Tampa Bay. Hi, Pezzy. Hi, what can we do for you? I'd like to give you a big hug and make you feel better, but I had a question. Did you tell your cardiologist that you were gay? Um, yeah, my cardiologist knows I'm gay. Because, they have because he's very cute. Well, they have to use stints that will make sure they flow with cum. You You didn't know that was a man the whole time? Oh, I figured it was. I figured it was someone doing a voice. Um, Dan Perlman was gun-shy to hang up on that person because he thought they might just have a funny voice. No fake voices, okay? We told you. You should know after yesterday. Let fucking the one time ahead of the interns. Yeah. Dan Perlman, no fake voices, okay? Now we've got to make up our decision over the next week. Who is acting head of the interns? Oh. Is it Dan Perlman or is it Hans Benanz? Wow. Dan Perlman has been coming on strong, but then again, Hans is the ultimate Frisbee king, so. Well, we we'll say if he wins the tourney. That's true. I have him going to the final four in my bracket challenge. You'll know him. He's the brown one with sunglasses. <laughs> Sure. And what, Jimi Hendrix or Bob Marley? Jimi Hendrix's it? team is called Bob Heads. Marley. Keith, you're on Fez. Hey, Roddy. Did nobody hear Zito? Zito's a dick. But did nobody hear Zito after Fez said ever since the stent, he's kind of backslid? And Zito said, that's what you're supposed to do when you're gay? That, that's pretty good, man. Yeah, we all heard it. Thank you, Keith. What Her. do you want us to do? Fake laugh, Keith? Is this a fucking Amarillo mm. fucking morning zoo show? <laughs> no. Fezzi, you're going to get some laughs too, not just Zito, right? 
Oh, absolutely. Say something to him, then. To who? Drop an M-bomb. Don't. I check coats. I don't pull you out of this. I don't know what the hell's going on, buddy. I really thought that that celebration was going to be it. Yeah, it's just an off day. Back in the saying things are an off day? Yeah. Jessica Simpson. Aaron, you're on the Run and Face Show. Hey, nothing like an awkward silence. Now I feel like the pressure's on me. Um, Ronnie, I was excited about this challenge, and I, I knew that I was running out of time, so I did it this morning, and I'm like, well, I'll, I'll probably win the, the Kareem ball because I'll have the best choices because I'm really good at basketball. And um, I got Mitchell 763521, and I said, oh, that stinks. And I was like, I'm probably not going to win the basketball because there's a zillion people signed up. I'll get the best name. <laughs> I picked outwardly Fezzy, but I thought it was Fezzy openly gay, and I, I couldn't make it work. And um, I hate to follow up that awkward silence with, with this phone call. Ronnie, I apologize. I wrecked it, didn't I? Look, why don't we just fucking break? I can't fucking do this right now. If no one wants to fucking do this show, I'm just going to go to a break. Uh, and we may or we may not be back. Ron Fez. You're going to beat me? The golf? <laughs> oh, you're on. You're in big trouble, though, pal. I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. You eat pieces of shit for breakfast? No. Let me 
It's the Ron and Fez show on a Thursday. Uh, we're off on March Madness. Uh, this is a time where people will be having sex in the street. It is a springtime celebration. It's an ancient pagan ritual that runs back of basketball and rape and just carnage and whatever you can steal and take back to your house belongs to you because it's March Madness. I can't fucking wait to run out of here today. This is good because I need to pick up a couple things that I've been wanting. And but remember, when this is over, we plant the crops. We go back to having a civilized I mean, society. Of course. Yeah. I don't want to till the fields again. You're telling, my friend. And not only that, but since oh. the old mule died, you're pulling. Oh! Well... They had to put that mule down. It was... That poor old mule. Uh, it's time for the five, and this time, Chris Stanley put the five together for us. Now, normally, you're going to say, Chris Stanley? Uh, how could he do a five? Chris Stanley doesn't know shit about anything. There's nothing that Chris Stanley is an expert on. Why what? would Chris Stanley... I'm just speaking as the listeners. Oh, would. come on. Why would you... Is this about smoking? Is it about uh, letting down society? Then yes, <laughs> it should be Chris Stanley. Five smoothest cigarettes. <laughs> number one, Marlboro Reds. Is there a number two? The Newports. Every now Newports. and then I'll smoke a Newport. That's your thing? Newports? Every now and then. I'll, I'll never buy a pack of Newports, but I'll smoke a Newport randomly. Would you smoke a Virginia Slim if I handed it to you? It depends on how long it's since I've had a cigarette. He'll but fucking yes. smoke a anything. Minute. <clears throat> sure. If I, can I saw him here. light up in the elevator the other day. <laughs> no one's going to fucking mind, right? I mean, Fuck you're, NBC. You're almost outside anyway. Basically. Get a head start. My building actually has a sign, because we're pre-war, no smoking in elevator. I got and that I'm too. like... How old school is that? My dad would smoke in, in elevators and theaters up into the 90s. And people, uh, so going to the fucking theater, uh, to a movie theater with them, people, excuse me, sir, you can't smoke in there. I wonder when they stopped smoking in theaters. It had to be around the same time as airplanes. 80s? It must have been the early 80s. And I remember some smokers in the 80s would keep on smoking like I can't fucking keep it, stand keep, it. Keep it alive. No smoking in a theater. Don't be ridiculous. Now it just seems like it just seems completely normal. Right. That's what happens when they break your spirit. I would love to smoke a cigarette watching a movie. I might go to, the go to movie theaters more. Like shit. Love smoking. Yes, that's the reason why you have to pirate all these movies. <laughs> that, that's their that's fault. It. Thank you. Thank it's you for making the fucking, argument. It's their fault. Fuck yeah. That must have been a pants call. There's no way the person would have called, called me here. <laughs> I found this where the last smoking ban in a theater went into effect in 2008 in Kansas. Yeah, I don't think that that's anywhere near the norm, though. I have a hard time um, believing. I should be living in Kansas for, like, fucking... Most of the aughts. It probably was one fucking radical theater guy who was like, fuck it, man. I smoke. Why can't my people? I'm going to get all the smoker money now. But the reason why the argument that they make is, what about the people who deliver stuff? Now they have to get secondhand smoke. That's okay. It's only for a few minutes. And it's not going to hurt you. 
Is it? Because I get a headache when I smell secondhand smoke. Oh, shut Stop up. it. You do shut not. Up. I do. Here, I smell my jacket no. then. You like and that? And all the, all the people no. in the fucking 50s could have lived. I, you know what I mean? Like, you never saw, like, a movie, and it comes up, oh, could you please? I'm getting a headache. That's fucking bothering me. I heard. You're fucking l- lying. I do feel a little nauseous now. You're fucking making us nauseous. Fucking Don Draper ever fucking worry about that shit? No. No, not at all. He's having a lucky strike, loving it. I not only been... that, did he make fucking great ads that people like? Oh yeah, blew like, their sp- fucking minds. Smoke up, Johnny. Was every ad? <laughs> I never understood smoking sections in restaurants. There's like a partition, and then on one side of it, good to go, and on the other, you can't. Like, there's a difference. I remember them. They were great. It smells exactly the same. They still have them down south. Yeah. And then you'll actually still feel like this is how what a beat down dog you are. You're still like a little timid to light up. You're like, uh, I don't know. Someone's gonna. I know it says it. it's okay, but still. You sure this is all right? How's that tiny little partition gonna keep all the smoke on my? It's side? fine. People just fucking. Headache. You know what? If you don't like smoking, don't go to a bar where people smoke. Stop acting like the planet fucking belongs to you. There's all different kinds of people here. Some of them do stuff, some of them don't. Why can't a guy have a smoker's bar? I know a guy, they fucking find him and find him and find him until he died. Because he wanted people to smoke in his fucking place. Fucking depressing. And people used to go there and we loved it. And then the cops would come and we'd have to hide our cigars under the fucking table. And it made smoking so much better even. Uh, I remember that, that was fun as fuck. No, I haven't smoked in this calendar year. Why? But I Yeah. I just go around with my cigar like this. I haven't lit it up. Oh my god! I, I mean, I guess that's good. I don't know. I, I yeah, can't. I don't, I don't know why. You would think that it would be too much trouble to just walk around with a fucking unlit cigar in your mouth, but I'm doing it. So even before Lent, you weren't smoking. Yeah, even before Lent. Wow, I've had more cigars this year. <laughs> that's ridiculous. That's very good, though, I think. Why you got to fucking compare yourself to me? Why can't we just be fucking He's people together? Why the fuck you guys Is this a fucking, fucking race? Face. Is this a race? Race, yeah. Who's fucking winning? You, Zietz? I'm winning the cigar race. Unbelievable. Uh, all right, let's get into your five. Okay. What's your five about this week? And this is just your baby. You didn't get any help the way fucking Fred does, what? where you have a staff of fucking interns, mainly fucking... Uh, Dandy Don, the fucking Don of all pearls. No, I'm a fucking solo artist, Ron. Right. I'm fucking coming at this by myself, a lone wolf. Nothing. Th- this is the five Spike Jones music videos. Because there are very few people that have made the music video better. have just been so creative and so fantastic. And Didn't we just do this two weeks ago? Michelle Gondry. Michelle Gondry. Oh, so your thing was with Michelle Gondry, you actually believe that Spike Jones is better than Michelle Gondry. Yes, Spike Jones above Michelle Gondry. Wow. Yeah, because Spike Jones is the fucking man. Well, you know, when we went back to the shack, we had Spike Jones on the box, and I said, I don't like the way he sings, but I love to hear him talk. Up on Cripple Creek. Anyway, let's get into your thing. Okay, so in, this is in chronological order. Mm-hmm. Five best Spike Jones music videos. This is one of the first ones he did. Beastie Boys Sabotage. Now this is where they were like seventies guys. Yeah, and this was like in ninety four. Now, do you notice like after this, suddenly Will Farrell and those types and Ben Stiller all started doing like seventies parody movies? Exactly. And that's because we all love this video so much. This fucking Spike Jones made everyone remember, holy shit, the 70s were kind of campy, also kind of really cool looking. 
He started it. This video made people fucking remember. The 70s were kind of the end of the cowboy era. It was the <laughs> last completely off the fucking hook era of fucking weirdness and craziness. Yeah, like police departments where uh like you know a cop could either beat somebody up or shoot them and then go back to work the next day like it was normal. <laughs> I mean Jesus, there's still riots in New York in the seventies. I saw that movie seventy seven. But yeah, this video is just what and it, it was played constantly on M T V and people were blown away by it. Yeah, I love it too. It's just a ridiculous cop. Now, story. do you know if this was his idea or this was the idea of the band? You brought this to them, like I'm going to make, I'm going to, and gave them these alter egos, and then shot this ridiculous fucking video of them being cops, fucking hunting in the '70s, hunting down drug dealers, as if it were like a bad cop TV show or movie. Anytime this video came on, it was just like it was like Christmas. Every time you saw it, well, it was, so it was coming on once an hour. So you were having Christmas once an hour then. That's <laughs> yes, that's how great it was. Heavy rotation. Now, what's the story? Give me Spike Jones's backstory. He came out of the skating world. Yeah, he was a skateboarder. He made skate videos, and then eventually started getting work as direct because he was directing these skate videos. And right around this time, it was like skate TV and skateboarding culture was getting a little bit hot. Same came around the same time as me, like Jason Lee. Like they were all in the same. Wow, that's weird, right? Yeah. And then, and Tony Hawk, too. Like, the early, you know, younger Tony Hawk. Yeah, and, but let's face it, Tony Hawk just stayed a skater. Yeah. He didn't really, like, these guys, they kind of took their skating energy in other places. And then Tony Hawk just stayed the world's best skater. And a couple of video games. And then, so then he moved into music videos. And these are some of the earliest videos he ever did. Sabotage one of the earlier videos he ever fucking made. Um, oh, and commercials. And he got real big in the commercials, too, uh, doing commercial work. All right, let's see the next video. By the way, you can check out this on the iBang as we're doing it today. Next. Uh, another, Chris Stanley doing a tutorial yeah. on Spike Jones. Mr. Spike Jones. Now, next I have a, a video that came out a few uh, months late, a month later, the same year, 94, is Weezer. This is the first video, undone, their first vi music video, and he did three of them for Weezer, Undone the Sweater Song. Now, when they um, when they went to their their label, Weezer was like, "All right, we want to make. Are right, you guys going to make a video out of the song? Well, we don't want anything to do with sweaters." And then they got twenty five treatments involving sweaters. Do you know a lot about <laughs> Weezer? <laughs> and Spike Jones, the pitch was, "Look, it's going to be a blue stage, a steady cam, and then I'm going to throw in a pack of wild dogs." <laughs> and then created this, I think, one of the best videos I've ever fucking seen. Even though it's just one steady cam shot. And it's an effect of what looks like they're they're singing in slow motion. Who did the Happy Days video with them? That was Spike Jones. He also did that. Yeah, where he made it look as if Fonzie was dancing. They like they were in the set of Happy Days. And that was before this one. That was after this. It was after. This is the first video. They this is the first Weezer music video. And he shot they, when they were recording the track. They did it in fast in fast time. So when. It actually, the video happens, it looks like they're singing in slow motion, but in real time. It's fucking bizarre. And it took like 30 times to, to actually get this down in just single one steady cam shot. So by the time this was done, they, we just didn't give a fuck. So you know, that's why they're not really playing the drums, and they're just fucking around. And they haven't played their instruments. 
And this was played constant on MTV as well. You know what was really funny is like I don't remember this as much as the Happy Days one, but you could tell that the guy was going to be a film director. Yeah, look at as this. this was going on. And he loves playing with time and just and then slow motion and shit, and it's really fantastic. All right, hold on. David wants to tell us how it's done. Go ahead, David. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The real cool thing about the way they did that video is they sped up the track to double time, and then they recorded the video at twice the speed, then cut it back down to half. So that gave it like a real dreamy, ethereal feel to it. The beauty of it is I don't even understand one thing that you explained to me. <laughs> That's how untechnical Sorry, I, make commercials. I am. I make no, commercials. I totally get I'm when I'm looking at this. I would never have been able to figure that out. But that's the brilliance of that. And like a lot of, you know, we go back to video work, 99% of them were just throwaways. Yeah, it's just we're going to record the track in a bunch of different locations. Yeah. Over the quick edits. We're going to bring in a girl. She'll be doing something. It'll be a literal uh, a interpretation of the song. Yeah, a nice car. Yeah. Um, the another, another band that did a similar cool effect, unfortunately it wasn't Spike Jones that made the video, I don't think, was Coldplay did a video where Chris Martin had to memorize the song backwards. And then they reversed the footage so it looked like he was singing it straight forward, but walking backwards. Doing okay, don't get mad at Coldplay. Well, no. Well, um, the next. Well, I can tell you where they got that from is the next video on this list. Right on. Which That's is, all I got, guys. I'm checking right. out. Yeah. Well, this was undone square song, but this is a video that I don't think a lot of people actually seen or never even know that Spike Jones did it. This was dropped by the Far Side. Now the video begins. Looks like a regular, looks like, you know, the hip-hop video of a bunch of guys rapping. Right. But, as it goes along, you realize they're all moving backwards. So, that, and you have to figure out, like, how the hell he actually did this. He must have shot the video in reverse, and then having them just walk backwards the entire time, doing the lyrics from the song, and then play it forward. So that it actually looks like it's a regular music video, them moving forward, but instead they're actually backwards. And you have to—it's something you have to watch multiple times because it's because you miss shit every time and again. You don't even realize what the hell's going on for like the first thirty seconds of the video. And they're fucking jumping backwards. It's fucking whacked out. This is crazy shit. Again, this is another one I can't even begin to fucking understand how they did it. <laughs> it's fucking whacked out. So he had—they had to be moving backwards here. In front of uh, the Apollo. Yeah, when they shot this, they were all, they were just rapping and walking backwards. And there's a Beastie Boy. Rock a bye, baby. Listen to your heartbeat pumping to a fine. Ravine of all things is the vein of a shrine. Omissions impossible apart. Oh, this is fucking brilliant. And they're just. I wasn't even familiar with this. No, I, I, I fucking only discovered it a couple years ago. Like, wait a minute, Spike Jones did this? And their, their clothes are flying onto their bodies. It's fucking amazing. Uh, here's Chad. Chad, you're on Run Fez. Hello? Yeah. Hey, uh, I was just calling to tell you about a. A skateboarding video that Spike directed, I think back in 2008. Uh, you gotta check out the intro if you just Google exploding or fully flared intro. I will. The video is fully flared and just check out the intro. I will check that out sometimes. Uh, We're talking about Spike Jones, who um, is one of your heroes, right? Spike Jones is one of the fucking coolest dudes. Well, what's ever. his film filmography? Explain that to people, the films that he's directed. There's only been four films he's directed, or uh, three. It's Being John Malkovich was the first movie he ever directed. Genius. Literally genius. <laughs> Crazy. Adaptation? 
brilliant. And then his last movie that he, I think, co-wrote too was Where the Wild Things Are. I love Where the Wild Things Are. It's I did not know that he directed that. Yeah. I must have known it and then forgot it. Because I've had that up as my favorite film that year. Yeah, he's just directed three movies. Where the Wild Things Are, Adaptation, and Being John Malkovich. If he got run over right now by a street cleaner, we would have to say he's the greatest director that ever lived. His body of work is just, it's insane of what he's done. Um, Keith, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, I don't know how much acting he's done, but uh, he's he plays that redneck character in Three Kings. He's amazing that, in that. Yeah, he's, I mean, he makes that movie. It, he was also in David cool. Cross's TV show. Yeah, he shows back up later in the, in the second season. It's really too. fucking great. It's hysterical. He's in it for, like, I don't know, fucking three minutes at the yeah. very beginning. And he's awesome. He's, he's Everything he chooses to do is fucking spot on. Now, he hooked up with the Jackass guys. He's the producer of Jackass. <laughs> oh, yeah. forgot. Yeah, he's also... With all this, he's also the co-creator of fucking Jackass. He helped make it with them. He cre fucking co-created it. And he's an executive producer on everything they do. <laughs> and then for a little while there, uh, he was married to Coppola's daughter. Yeah, and wow. apparently... I guess Th that's based on him that part. <laughs> yeah, what's the translation? <laughs> he plays the 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 dick fucking husband is based on him. Well, they should have had him like, "Oh, I have to go uh, direct an amazing music video now. I'm sorry I can't pay attention to you. Sorry. I'm doing amazing things with my career. I'm sorry." Well, it's not like she's a slack either. Yeah, really. Plus, is any of your exes going to remember you as being great? No. I mean, that's the whole fucking point. <laughs> That's the worst thing about ever dating people, is they go around telling stories of just your worst shit. Well, you know, a lot of times he would sit around and just really feel sorry for himself. Yeah, he's just kind of a downer, actually. Kind of as a quitter. More of a quitter than he lets on. That's he all just <laughs> always bitches about being alone and no one getting him. <laughs> but yeah, so that, that, that's, this is, that's been this guy's life. Just doing one great fucking thing after another. Except, Spike Jones is the man. Except what? Except Sofia Coppola. I'm but, sure you had a good time I mean, with her. I guess you can't do everything right. Just, well, let's not fucking focus on that. Right. Yeah, come on. For once in your life, focus on the positive. Right. And Zietz is your guardian angel now. Yeah. You got him, Zietz? I'm working on is it, Is he yeah. in? No, don't work on it. That sounds like Fez. No. I want to know that he's in your, yeah. Look what, you see what he's doing, Fez? That impression of you with the thumb? I want to know that he's in your angel arm, so I never have to worry about it. I want you to hold me and wrap me in swaddling clothes. And That's Jesus, okay. not angels. Okay. Only Jesus gets swaddling clothes. The other babies should get tight, fucking itchy clothes. Oh, I'll take care of them. Um, That's nice. I take care of them? I take care of my own. Take care of my own. It's the number one album. That's really predicted by Zietz. <laughs> it's going straight to number one. Top of the charts. Alright, so you've you showed us three so far, right? Alright, yep. Three out of the five. Up next is a more it's it's more like a short film than an actual music video. It's from Daft Punk Defunk. In this video, he basically has a man dog walking around New York City. It's very weird, because no one actually says, wait a minute, you're a man-dog. Everyone just accepts this man-dog blasting uh, Daft Punk. It's, I remember fucking seeing this. It fucking weirded me the fuck out when I saw this music video. Were you high in? 
Yeah, yeah, it was high end. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute, that ain't gonna help. <laughs> wait a minute, no one's. Everyone thinks this guy's normal. Is he normal? Maybe I'm the weird one. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Maybe I need a boombox and a broken leg. I didn't like him because he wasn't really from that neighborhood. He so moved in and gentrification is what it means to you. Yeah, you got to be there a while. Dogification. I don't get it. Now these kids are fucking with him. Oh, thanks. <laughs> He's like a real nerd. <laughs> Fucking just moved to New York. Kind of a klutz. Just dropping his crutch. And isn't it weird, like, you did this because you're anti-Gondry thing, but then him and Gondry have actually split Charlie Kaufman between them? Bizarre. These, these two guys were able to do it. You should have had them done Synecdoche or whatever that fucking depressing right that movie was. You live in this neighborhood? Yes, uh, for about a month. It's pretty good dog head makeup, too. Like his nose is moving and shit. Must have been a fucking expensive dog head. Sure. He ain't gonna fuck waste money on these dog heads. I don't like him because he kind of looks like McGruff, the crime dog. I think he's like a narc. No, a narc wouldn't have a fucking be bumping Daft Punk music. Maybe if he was undercover. But yeah, this was just out of left field weirdness. Even though Daft Punk's a weird fucking band, too. Here's Dan, you're on Fez. Yeah, Ronnie, what up? Yo, you gotta get every one of the skateboarding videos that Spike Jones has, has done. He works for, like, chocolate and girl skateboard companies, and he's got invisible ramps and skateboards on fire. The guy's the greatest. That's all I'm gonna do now is watch the skateboard videos. He's visionary. It's the only thing I'm gonna be into from this point on. Yo, Ronnie, skate or die. See you. Skate. And die, I like to say. No, you can do both. Skate and die. Based on the stuff they do, that really seems like the most likely conclusion. Okay, okay. Dad, get a big fat contract, make a bunch of money skateboarding. I didn't even think of that. Could work out to the positive. Yeah. Like a satellite radio show. All right, what's your next one, Hicks? Okay, fifth and last is Fatboy Slim. Praise you. This, I remember when I saw this, thinking it was the funniest fucking thing that's ever been on TV. It's awesome. Where he makes up this fake fucking dance company of these weirdos, basically. And the story behind this was, he actually recorded something similar to this for another Fatboy Slim song. Sent the video, and Fatboy Slim was like, this is amazing, but there's already a video for that. Come do one for Praise You. And, like, nobody around them knows that this is no, a work, right? They just ran up, up in, um, fucking in front of the theater. And they're playing the song with a fucking boombox. Look how fucking funny Spike is. It's hysterical. This reminds me of the stuff that Zach Galifianakis kind of started doing later. Good moves. Yeah, I like nerdy white guys that like to dance. That's one of my favorite fucking things for enjoyment.
is the funniest shit in the world, and I don't even know why. Actually, because they worked at it so hard is oh, yeah. part of the funniness. It's very well choreographed. The Torrance Dance Company. It's also a fucking hysterical song. Look at the people just watching, like, oh, I guess this is pretty good. What's happening? So this is like the first ever flash mob. That's what uh, Holly just wrote on uh, the iBang. First flash mob. Huh. Uh, Quince also said, flash mobbing. And then this dick turns the fucking music off. That guy's just online to go to the movies. Asshole. I think we really got the problem inside. Yeah, I'm going to start again with the b-boy, you guys. We have some b-boy moves. <laughs> They're taking his boombox. This is shit gets serious. This is where he starts to fucking lose his shit, man. He's the best. <laughs> Good stuff. Um, Love it. Let's go over here to Miko. Miko, you're on my fest. Hey, how you doing today, Ronnie B? Hey, Pepper. Uh, I'm kind of late to the arcade fire phenomenon. I jumped in last summer after I saw him at Bonnaroo. You're a little Mike late. Jones, yeah. Spike Jones uh, did their short film for the suburbs. Oh, yeah, the suburbs, yeah. He directed that, too. Yeah. That That's the one that you could go on and fucking put your own house into it or whatever? Yeah, I think so. But that was the one that somehow you could use the Google thing and then, like, use put your, your own... neighborhood. Yeah, put your old neighborhood. It was too fucking weird for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's fucking whacked out. Uh, Audrey, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, um, I just was wondering if anybody noticed that he left off York's It's Oh So Quiet. I mean, it's like an acid trip without having to do any drugs. That's a good one. That's but the thing about fucking Hicks's list is it's so bad. Oh, I think it's put great. together so wrong, and he's left so many, like, really great things yeah. off of it. I don't know why he did, Audrey. I, I don't understand. I, I think he needs to start drinking again. I don't and understand you. Jerk Stores, Sean says, smart move, doing the five in chronological order uh, to thwart a bashing from these list animals. <laughs> because the list animals will get out there. Come at me, list animals. What about weapon of choice? Yeah. Why is weapon of choice not on? Weapon of choice is my fucking favorite thing in the world. It was between weapon of choice and praise you. I'm not going to put I, multiple artists on the one list. I mean, there's only five spots, and I thought praise you the better video. Uh -oh. Yeah, and who have you left off? What great actor? Mr. Christopher Walken. Yeah, Christopher Walken, that you literally shit in his face. Look, Christopher Walken was the one who choreographed that. That wasn't Spike Jones. I was going for an all-Spike Jones affair. Well, then why don't you have one that Spike sings? You know, <laughs> and so nothing. Uh, put up the other one, though, so we could just watch it here and think of what if your list was better. 
the all happy. Yeah. Great video. Zeech, you never do your own list, don't you? You just piggyback on other people's. <laughs> I'll do my own list. Shit on things. I. Grace well, times I jerked off to John Mayer. Oh, Grace times that came out of nowhere. What, and the last time was I'm never going to hear him sing again. <laughs> what is something you feel like you're an expert on, Zeech, and you could take the fucking poll here? Uh, There's nothing <laughs> that you fucking feel strongly enough that you well, can teach the class on. I can't do a John Mayer list. Uh, I would like to say John Mayer's best performances that are not radio singles, uh, but I, deep su track John I submitted an idea of Christmas songs, and the entire band was like, no, that's not what we're doing. So, <laughs> Look at this. How so you're a quitter. You gave up. No, no. Wait, I, how did you not put up this Christopher seriously. Walken? That would have made your list perfect. Well, you know what? I think my list is perfect anyway. The quality's so much better. It is. Great quality. Oh, sorry. You got a, an Oscar-winning actor. We were all saying, wait, I didn't know he could dance. I did, though. That's the funny thing, because I'd seen Pennies from Heaven. Really? While you're fucking sitting around making shit up, I'm watching Pennies from Heaven. I'm going to have a list up soon. It's no, you're not. It's you would have to come up with it now. Now's your only chance to pitch. What? Five best child molesters from Syracuse. Okay. Mick says that he's turning his head like a confused dog at the beginning of Weezer. Seriously, look at this fucking video. This is great. so great. Weird Dune reference. The great thing is no one even like dances like that now, you know what I mean? Like that is like he was like the last guy to really like go like, oh tap is something every actor should do. From Astoria. Yeah. He, his parents uh Like look great. at the way he's even moving. It's great. That's what freaked everyone out. No one sees this shit anymore. Right. Right, let's see you dance like that, because I think that you've got Yeah, see you'd be really good at it. I saw this the other night. See that's good. And when he starts, I can't lose him. I can't lose him. I know, I know. I'm not gonna let that happen. When he starts to fly in this, it gets crazy. Yeah. I didn't know he could fly before this video came out. I've seriously been working every angle. Uh, Mick says you seriously need to check out the Black Keys. Lonely Boy blows the doors off of any of this shit. You blow doors off nothing. How about that? Now, is Lonely Boy Spike? I don't think so. I don't know if she... Man, so many people wrote in about First Flash Mob. He started it. He's a fucking visionary. And what about a little diversity on the list? Where's Ludacris? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> no Luda. I know. I have fucking... What? I, I, no Luda. No Luda. Come on. I'll just be white people. I almost put an REM. Which one? It was uh, Crush with Eyeliner. Where it was, they weren't in the video. It was just like an, they just, he just shot like an Asian fucking band singing the song. It was fucking very strange. Yeah, here he's fucking walking, just flying across this hotel. Rob wants to know where your dinosaur junior is. Feel the pain. Old school. I'm surprised Hicks didn't choose the breeder's cannonball. 
<laughs> I, I almost did, because but no, there's better videos out there. It's a great video. Uh, Garrett writes Zito's top five songs to listen to while your woman you love marries another man. Okay, people, it's been months. I'm over it. I don't you think you're over it. Not shit. my wedding songs. He dropped the ball on the Beasties. Sent a gold one though. I dropped the ball. Come on, what's come on? Sammy you really did drop the ball, I guess. <laughs> um, no. Let's I, go over to Scott yeah. Toronto. Hey, what's up, boys? Uh, yeah. Just wondering, uh, the Spike, the Spike Jones directed Big Bad Wolf by Duck Sauce. You guys checking that out? All right. No, Hicks um, fucking limits us to the biggest hits that there is. He doesn't go deep. Oh, come on. Far Side Drop was not a hit. Felt like a hit to me. Really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it felt like a hit that should have been. Uh, tomorrow on this show, we're going to do some live music. Um... From Soul, previously from Soul Coffin, uh, Mike Doty stopping by, who I think now has more of his own music than he does with his band Soul Coffin. And uh, he's written a book called The Book of Drugs. So we're going to talk about drugs and break it up with some of his solo oh, work. Shit, that sounds great. Be part of the people that sing in the round face that I love. That's a hell of a fucking group. But I also love to talk drugs with addicts. He's pretty bad. Oh, pretty good. I mean, it's up to you. I don't like to sit around and judge the past. The past happened. It happened. Now it's now. Now. I mean, to me, if you have a fucking workshop, right? Yeah. You're going to get sawdust all over the place. So at a certain point, you've also got to clean up the sawdust. Doesn't mean that the work you did was awful. And what works? But you want to keep a nice, clean shop for yourself. All right. You don't want to lose a finger. No, that's true. You need them shits. Mm. Well, this is the stuff. Fred, you haven't done a five or anything either, have you? You're always just piggybacking off the guys. No, I feel like we can go more than five. We like to, the interns like to collaborate. Yes, we like yeah. To yeah. But that's not giving us the solo thing that fucking Hicks gave us where he stood on his own pins. All right, I can do you a know five. What, you know what I'm going to give you today, Hicks? What's that? An A. Yes! Fuck yeah! Very because nice. you did something Fez hasn't done and something Zito hasn't done. And that's put your heart on the line. I feel good. I said, this is me. This is something I care about. I love this, You know man. what? I'm not being snarky. It's easy to go, here's some things that blow. But to fucking have the courage to say, here's some things I love. Here's some beauty that I have found in the universe yeah, I that I wish to share with you. I want everyone to know how much I appreciate and love this. That's that's I mean, very, very sissy. I don't know. Yeah. yeah but you didn't have to say it like that. You right. can do it at least in a manly way. This is the only way. Blanco. Fred, why don't you do this? Here's five kids from high school who bullied me. And you just... Here's your Facebook page. And right. you're like, why did you let this guy push you around? He doesn't look that tough himself. It'll be hard to narrow it down to five. People will be <laughs> calling like in. The list. <laughs> but I don't understand. How can I make it? I beat the shit out of you. Where's Burt Williams? He fucking drug you through a puddle. He was a maniac. He was a legend. What's keeping you from sharing, Fez? Why haven't you been able to share? Well, I think what happens is 
my interests are kind of infantile, so I don't know how much of a wide appeal like a wrestling five would be or something. Your heart would be your heart. That's the thing. You're already saying it's no good. You have interest outside of wrestling, don't you? Well, yeah, I mean, I enjoy, you know, some comic books and that sort of thing. But you have some adult things that interest you, right? Yeah. Stuff that you haven't already shared on the show? Um, I guess, you know, history and that, and that sort of thing. What do you mean a sort of thing? I keep hearing the term sort of thing. Well, like history and presidents and stuff like that. Stuff like that. History and presidents. You know what he means? Like, I know yeah. what history is and I don't know what presidents, but when he gets stuff like that and that sort of thing, that's well, like, where I'm lost. Yeah, sometimes there's stuff in between history and the presidents. That yeah, that's the thing really that interests me. But that's the stuff that interests me. I don't know where. Like, it seems like he's saying there's something that he's not sharing. Like, why don't you just put, here's five presidents. Cleveland is one. Hoover. Yeah. Grant. You love fucking Grant. I think he like ended up homeless after the White House. Rutherford no, B. Hayes. He's a guy who drank. That's all. Yeah, he fucking hard. Yes. Okay. Some fucking Civil He's War drinking. He's seen some shit. <laughs> yeah, man. It's fucked uh, up. Here's one. It says, "What about Fred's top five hand illustrators?" <laughs> the the one by M. C. Escher is good, where the hands are drawing each other. Uh, our bloomer says Zito's top five breakfasts that he watched other people eat. Oh, I could good. I could make the shit out of that list. What about that croissant with bacon, egg, and cheese that we had the other day? That was nice. Do you want my help, Fred? Would that make the list? Do you want my help? Yes, I do. <laughs> Sorry. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> uh, Joey Lab says no one ever mentions this during film talk, but he opted out of internal sunshine of the spotless mind to make where the wild things are. Um, by the way, he and Charlie Kaufman are working together again. Oh, yes. On a new film for 2013. Oh, thank God. There's no way it can be bad. Um, no. He only makes good things. Seriously, three films and they're all fucking great? I mean, people, some people don't like Where the Wild Things Are. I liked it. And visually, it was fucking stunning. Where the Wild Things Are is a film that I saw twice at the theater. Wow. Shit. Just went there and said, like, I'm not even... 100% sure what I just watched. <laughs> I gotta go back and watch it again. I don't even know what that was. But if you fucking talk about the people who hated the film, they say the same thing that I say. I'm like, I don't even know what the fuck that was. This is amazing. And other people say, I don't know what the fuck that was. This sucks. And he made a really good choice by actually using large puppets instead of just making them all CGI. Yeah, like no, any other, great move. Any other... You know, director would be like, let's just CGI this shit. I think they just did, like, the eyes and the mouths. But here was like, the other part of that. Those fucking characters were heartbreaking. Yeah, and I You think, know, and, like, you would look at those big things and feel sorry for and them. And I think that's why they had to do actual things that physically existed. Because otherwise you wouldn't get that. If you just saw the thing, you'd be so taken out of it. Like, it was such a good choice for him to, uh, to actually pull that off. Like, even the trailer to that film is like... One of my fucking favorite things in the world. Just the fucking trailer, I think, is just amazing. And I think the author even, didn't he, he liked the movie, right? And he's like a no, he loved old it. guy. Yeah, he's he a, loved he's it. A he, yeah, he hates everything. So that's, He hates the kids who read his books. He does. <laughs> and he actually says, this book isn't for kids. Look at this fucking trailer for this. How'd this not make your list? 
Yeah. Well, he means the trail in the music video. But it's got music in it. I didn't want to wake you up, but I really want to show you something. Well, that weird stick thing that they were doing. Weird little suit that the kid wore the whole time. Wolf suit. Do you see this, Fez? No, I hadn't seen this. Reminds me of you. How come you didn't put that up? How come yeah. you didn't put up the five best trailers by him? All right, let's go. Well, there's only three. <laughs> that was the only book that my dad would read to me as a kid, because there's only one line in the whole book. I mean, no, but it's so fucking amazing, though, isn't it, as yeah. a book? Yeah. Like, for your dad to fucking have that for you when you were a kid, you're very fucking lucky. Yeah. Hicks's dad just showed him a racing for him. Yeah. And said, fucking figure it out. It's like... Because I ain't going to do it for you. <laughs> um, Jeff, you're on Run Fez. Hey, buddies, the great thing about that trailer for Where the Wild Things Are is the uh, song by Arcade Fire. And the, they performed that song with Bowie live a couple of years ago. I forget where it was, some benefit concert. It was at my house. Them and Bowie what? together was awesome. Really? Yeah, I remember when that happened. That's the thing about Bowie. He was in the fucking Arcade Fire before, you know, they got big. I don't want to fucking just call him the hipster's hipster, but there it is. I fucking the, said it. Judge me for it. Before they were big, he just has the ear because he's the fucking man. Uh, Jerry Bark is here to talk about March Madness, among some other sports. There's so much going on with football right now, oh, though. Jesus. So we'll get a chance to pick his brain a little bit. We're gonna break first and be right back. It's the Rowan and Flex show. Can I kiss you? Scotty, Please, I don't... Can I kiss you on the mouth? No! Please let me... I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to grab you like that or scare you or anything. Sorry. Do you want to kiss me or... Scotty! No? No, I forget it. I'm just... I'm really drunk. The Ron Fez Show, March Madness, starts today. Our friend Jerry Bark is a sports maniac. You live and breathe sports 24 hours a day. 
Yes, I do. What else is there to do? Well, there's art, there's music, there's film, there's science. It's not just all sports, Jerry. After a while, some of you guys start to come out a little out of balance. And everybody I know now speaks like they're on PTI. It's just very, very quick, and they're on to the next subject. Point, counterpoint, 30 yeah. seconds. 30 seconds. Come up with everything. Should this person have died? Go. Go. <laughs> no, no, he shouldn't have. Greatest offensive guard of all time. Go. Fuck, there's too many. Uh, first of all, Jerry, welcome back. We haven't seen you in quite some time. What did your wife make for us today? We're all really <laughs> hungry. I know a guy from Jersey would never show up without a snack. I apologize. I'm no, very sorry. Oh, I'm very sorry. That. You went and broke your streak? I broke the streak. I thought there were going to be like little tiny basketballs or with like candy hoops or something. Yeah. I Should I talk to her about that? I don't know. That's between you guys. I would never say divorce somebody, but I'm really surprised. Yeah, I think I am going to have to talk to her. You know, we mentioned it briefly, and um, I'm just going to point the finger on this. She didn't come through. Uh, that goes to show it. Brooklyn, better manners than New Jersey, because the Brooklyn guys yeah. never miss. Well, of course, you're not completely Italian, right? I'm half Irish, half Italian. Yeah, of course. So the Irish, you got drunk and forgot. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I noticed when everybody was calling in earlier about the best drinking cities, Yeah, their their uh, superlative note about it was, hey, we got the best St. Patrick's Day in Athens, Georgia. Hey, we got the best, yeah. all these all these Irish havens. It's all about, hey, we get drunk on March 17th. Well, That's Savannah, why we're great. there's 600,000 people that show up in a town that normally has crazy. 10 people in it. <laughs> it's a very crazy place. Yeah. And then Chicago, but when you were in South Bend, did you go to Chicago for... No, because South Bend, because of the Fighting Irish, has their own mm -hmm. craziness uh, of St. Patrick's Day. You despise Chicago. You despise the city of Chicago. I don't despise it. I've never experienced it. I, I was in the South Side once. I went to a Bailey's Irish bar and was drinking um, tall glasses. It was a shot. Uh, uh, Bailey's and Jägermeister. What? But I had the brilliant idea that night. I said, no, 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 I don't want it as a shot. I want a tall glass. And uh, it didn't end well. It didn't so end well. So what you're saying is you want to drink against my two champions. <laughs> What's up? And we're going to do the drunk games. It's kind of like the Hunger Games, only with drinking. <laughs> you run into the woods and drink as much as you can. That sounds great. I think you'd have to put me on the, the Zito-Liam team to help them out. Because yeah. I, these guys, it's like, you know... Professionals. The, yeah, the big John Studd, King Kong Bundy of... Uh, Let me tell you, between you and Dave, who can drink more? Oof. Because he fuck. drinks a lot, but you never embarrass yourself. I hold it together a lot more. Yeah. but You don't feel the need to, hey, everybody, watch me dance. <laughs> Dave, uh, Dave can go drink all night. Fuck. He can drink. I'm going to say I'll drink, I can drink more than Dave Mack. Oh, I can't wait to the show this weekend to find out. Uh, what all did you want to talk about today? I know you have some stuff we're putting up on the iBang. We, March Madness. I don't know if you want to talk a little free agency and football. Let's, talk, let's start with a little free agency and football before mm -hmm. we get in. Mm -hmm. What do you got for us? Um, I think the Mario uh, Williams mm -hmm. uh, move by Buffalo. I think it's a it's a... Bad move. Not a bad not a really? bad move, but he's not that good. He's not that good. I know he was the top pick in his draft. I think a lot of this has to do with this is the news we need to report. We need to over-report the news to wedge mm -hmm. football in there because there's such a hunger for football. So we're going to make it like it's a big deal. But this is not Bruce Smith signing 
with Buffalo. They feel like it is, though. The Buffalo wants this so bad. They want another Bruce Smith. Good luck, but it's not him. I mean, the Texans, did you see them get in the race for this at all? You notice that about him at all? No, that is a very good point, that the Texans seem like they weren't uh, all that keen on keeping him. Exactly. And Wade Phillips' defense down in Houston will probably succeed without him, and it succeeded when he got injured. I'm not saying he's a bad player, but I think this is an overhyped deal. Great for the excitement in Buffalo. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, I'd love to see Buffalo be a great team, but unfortunately... Fitzpatrick probably isn't the guy who they thought he was when they signed him to an extension after they started winning in the season. Fred Jackson's hurt. Stevie Johnson, like Pepper pointed out earlier yeah. in the show, is not the same uh, receiver since he blamed Jesus for dropping a touchdown pass. Jesus screws up. Yeah, you don't blame Jesus, though. You don't blame right. him. That's what he's learning. I don't know why Jesus <laughs> let me down, but he did. I pray every day, and he didn't come through for me. And this is a really strange thing to kind yeah. of put off. You fucked me, Jesus. All right. Say, now you went too oh, far man. with it. We were all enjoying it. Jesus. We were riffing. My mouthed assholes. Do you, uh, do you understand that he went to Notre Dame? I know. And he, he, went to, he goes to the Catholic Mass three times a day. Oh, my God. Uh, I think the big news for me is the Redskins trading away all those draft picks for RG3. Smart idea, bad idea. Well, I think what's happening to the Redskins is unfair um, with the... The cap sanctions and the it's losing thirty six million yeah. dollars. What so they, they did wrong? They go and make this deal, and then they get slapped with this thirty six million dollars. They won't be able to spend. But it, the move to sign Pierre Garcon, it reminds me of the Dumb and Dumber clip when you know Jim Carrey comes up on that little right. moment, <laughs> and Jeff Daniels is like, "Just when you went and did something dumb, <laughs> you know." Like, and they signed Pierre Garcon at forty two million dollars with twenty of it guaranteed. Yeah, you've got to be kidding me. And I think RG three, I think he's kind of doomed because they're that lack of money. They're not going to be able to put things around and this, him the redskins have been snake bit now for 20 years mm -hmm. 20 fucking years so like if you're like 25 years old you never remember the redskins being good it's hard to believe because you know they're in the 70s and the 80s they had such a great run picked up some championships and those people in that town think they're still that organization they feel like every year it's going to happen again they've tasted the champagne, and they want it again. And that team, that city just suffers. They do. And, and Snyder, he wants to win. I don't question the fact that he right. wants to win, but you would think he would get it by now. But he doesn't. He just throws money after money. He's always coach, desperate. Everything's coach, desperate. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a feeling of, oh, my God, I've got to do something right now or else we're fucked. Here's the other thing that you've got to remember, and it's hard to believe, but you don't know if the college quarterback is going to make a good pro quarterback. How many times have we seen uh, these guys come into the league? Like, in college, whoever heard of Roethlisberger? His name never mm -hmm. came up, and that's a franchise QB. And how many great guys have we seen in college not be able to, to move it into the pros? It just happens that way. Especially first-round picks. I mean, yeah. Akili Smith, Ryan Leaf. Jamarcus Russell, Joey Harrington, Tim Couch, David Carr. Those are Joey Harrington was such a lock that when he was in college, it was talked about that he was a 
franchise guy for 20 years. We're going to be watching this guy. And I haven't heard his name since until you brought it up. Just hearing that name shocked me up. I remember being here in New York. There was this poster of him that took up an entire building. And mm-hmm. he was still in college. And I'm like, this is, this is like, he's Michael Jordan of football. That's how I felt. Because I bought into the hype at that moment. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that... When you talk to the pundits today about RG3 and Andrew Luck, and you try and bring up these other, well, you know, they right. haven't played in the pros yet. No, no, no. This is different. They are both bonafide. Look, I've talked to them. Right. I've seen, you know, and Andrew Luck may be it, um, and RG3 may be it. I think RG3 is a little hamstrung with what he's walking into in Washington. I think that so much goes to what system you end up in that will make you help propel your success. Right. That I don't think a quarterback can do it on its own, on his own. And yet, we give them all the credit and we give them all the blame. You can't get out of that. You know what I mean? Like they get the blame, they get the credit. Mm-hmm. No one sits around and talks about what they need to win. We do see it as a one sport, a, a one player offense, and yet, of course, it's not. You know? Yeah, no, absolutely, and it's a game based on errors and mistakes. One a game. One a game will cost your team mm-hmm. the game. Somebody is going to fumble, there's going to be a pick, and everything that you've worked for that whole time is off the table mm-hmm. because of one screw-up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the roughest thing about that awful sport. <laughs> it's the worst it's thing. Those guys coach, uh, they're in there 100 hours a week, and one weird play happens every week, and that's whether you win or lose. Yeah, 49ers might feel different if the guy can feel the punt. That would be it. Then they would be, you know, walking in and either they or the Patriots would have won the fucking Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. It's hard to believe. Yep. In Harbaugh's first year. Think of that turnaround. Yeah. Instead, the Patriots lost like bitches. Right. Or the, <laughs> to the if not, if San Francisco goes in there and drops that, we look at Brady completely different. No. Mm-hmm. We're like, Brady, please, Joe Montana, look at Brady. And now, is there a person in America that would compare and say that Brady's a better quarterback than Joe Montana? I, no. well, I can't. B- based on a couple of plays. No, it, That's it. it's, it's funny you bring that up, because shortly after the Super Bowl, I talked to Peter King of Sports Illustrated and yeah. Football Night in America, and he actually put Brady number six as his number six quarterback. I asked him about that, and I said, wow, that low. And he said, you know, hey, if he completes that last drive, it's a different story. But he's, you know, shades away from Montana now. From that, from that pundit and everybody else, but yeah. he's even got he's got Peyton Manning with one Super Bowl ahead of Brady, what? which is really interesting. Fuck that. There's not a lot. I mean, now it's left up to those kind of discussions. You know, now you're looking at all that kind of stuff where a couple different plays happen and Brady's five and zero, oh, and you're telling your grandson. No, you don't understand. I saw Tom Brady come into the league. I saw him play. And then you fall asleep in your chair while the kids are fucking going around <laughs> on, you know, doing some kind of space shit. But it's interesting that he gets penalized for getting there. He gets penalized for it, getting there. It's very true. You know? No one gets mad at the guy who doesn't make it. You're not, no one's mad at you for the years you didn't make yeah. the Super Bowl. Name the Hall of Fame receiver that Tom Brady has. No. Huh? That's the fucking problem. All right, let's talk a little March Madness. Uh, and you've got the big March Madness first round upsets. 
Now, we can always uh, predict this. Now, all the experts are picking Temple to go all the way this year, and I'm very surprised in that. I know, I know. But I think, you know what? Know why they're picking them? Yeah. Because uh, they really think that John Chaney's going to do a great job coaching them this year. Sure. And that Mark Macon <laughs> is going to make it happen. Um, you know, and, and pull, he's back. He's got another year of eligibility yeah. just for the tournament. And he's going to make it happen. Uh, let's go over some of your all-time great first round. These uh, are first weekend. I, I, you know, first weekend, first okay. Weekend, because now they call the first and second round. or the you know This is technically what we're watching today is the second round now yeah. because of that first four. So this is you know basically upsets before the Sweet 16. But yeah, let's, let's look at them. And that first one, you want to go with the topper? Sure. It's Mark Zito's favorite. It is absolutely his favorite because it's the first time ever that a two-seed lost to a 15 seed and this is a Jim Beheim goes in there with the number 2 seed and Billy Owens an all-American and simply put they cannot get past the Richmond Spiders and really what I think is interesting about this that kind of adds to the madness is mm-hmm. the fact that it was the first time CBS had the broadcast rights to the first and second rounds of the tournament and this is a game in prime time I remember watching it I remember playing on my Nerf hoop as I'm watching the game. Smart. Keep that going in case you're called in. Yeah, You're that's already right. nice and loose. I got great post moves for a guy yeah. who's barely 5'7 <laughs> because of that. Barely. But, um, <laughs> Come on. <laughs> you can't jump to 5'7. <laughs> so, uh, but that has a lot to do with it, that primetime effect that you sure. can see that happen. And that's just, for me, that, that can't be taken off the list because it's the first time it happened. Well, you know, let's go back. Like we talked about the Super Bowl. Just think of how many great games that don't happen during these tournaments that are forgotten. If it doesn't happen in March, who gives a shit if it happened in college football? Yeah. It's, it's all down to this tournament whether or not you're going to be a legend or not. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You're not, unless, you know, there's a great Duke Carolina game. Yeah. You might remember that. And the people who remember that are those fan bases, right? That are that are that hungry for that. But yeah, in March, legends are made. Yeah, Absolutely, this is where the national will, stories happen that you will never forget. Never yeah. forget. And normally, it's some scrappy white kid that yeah. you're never going to see again. Well, that's and that was that was great earlier in the show. I mean, it, of course, the white kid's scrappy and he's a mm-hmm. hustler, right? Right. Right, and uh, never, never, never say die attitude or something like that. But it's true; it happens. I mean, if I say Bryce Drew. People right. are going to think of that shot. Or a- Ali Farouk Manesh. Valpo. For, yeah, there you go. Valpo and Bryce True. But then remember that we all fell in love with Big Baby during this tournament a few years ago. Yes. Where the entire dish would go, I just love that baby. He is just the sweetest guy. Everybody was crazy about him during that. Yep, yeah. All right, so uh, Richmond Spiders uh, go over the Syracuse uh, Orange. Uh, beating them by four in 91. Give us another one. Uh, Princeton, huge one. And really, um, this one, you know, I think all of America would have loved to have seen it if we could have put this. This would have been number one if it happened in 89, when some people think it should have. Uh-huh. The Ivy League school, Pete Carrill's motion offense with the backdoor passes and the precision fundamentals, lost to Georgetown, took a one seed to the brink and lost to Georgetown. And people even still... You know, talk about the possible foul calls. Right. You know, Princeton should have been at the line at the end of that game. But they do it against UCLA, the defending national champions, in Carrill's last 
opportunity in the tournament because he announced he was going to retire from the Princeton job then. And it's just, that's a great story to right. see that. And basketball purists love that story, and especially how, you know, the guy's on the wing and he cuts, you know, he cuts out to the top of the key and down and out and down again. Chris pass layup, you know, game over. Princeton takes it. Just a great story and a great thing about fundamental basketball. Everybody excited this year because Harvard's in it for the first time, I think. Since some crazy thing, like the 1940s or something. So everybody always likes to see the team that doesn't belong there mm-hmm. show up. And no one ever says, I love Goliath. I hope it beats the dog shit out of David. Since 46 is the last time. 46, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think they're going to win in the first round. I picked them to win. Based on what? Lynn Jeremy Lynn. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Jeremy Lynn. That's a lot he of used to be there. Yeah. Ashley Judd likes Goliath. Ashley Judd is a big Goliath fan. As a matter of fact, she's out uh, pushing her new TV show. We thought she was going to come in here, but she didn't. No. She just does TV. Um, but she loves Kentucky to a fault. Yeah. yeah. She's always there. So much that people now start to taunt her. Instead of going, <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, isn't that great? She's a basketball fan. They make up rumors about her and the team. Yeah. Awful yeah. rumors. Yeah, she's become a story. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Um, but if we if we go down the list, the n- number four, um, I love this one from 2010, Ali Farouk Manesh. I loved it when I saw it. I couldn't believe he did it. Kansas is coming back in this game. Here's Northern Iowa out of you know nowhere, right? And this kid, you know he he could just dribble the ball around, and he steps and he looks at a three pointer, and he just drops it. I mean, there was no no coaching would tell him to take that shot. But he sits up there, cool, strokes it, and that was the nail in the coffin for the Jayhawks. I mean, really, really amazing. I mean, that takes some moxie to step up there and take that shot. And that's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of this uh, game. When some people are saying they just don't get basketball, uh, I don't know if there's... Well, I guess if you get some great pitching during a, a baseball game, anything in it can happen. But literally in this basketball tournament, anything anything can happen. Yes, you know, mm-hmm. and especially you see that with George Mason a mm-hmm. few years ago and Butler making it to the championship game two years in a row. Now, truly, anything can happen. And VCU, you know, can't forget about them and their coach Shaka Smart. Uh, doing a great job last year. Well, the other funny thing is it never seems to hurt the tournament when big teams go out. When you're watching other sports, you're like, oh, shit. It's going to be terrible for Yeah, this. this is bad for the sport, all this in the TV. But everybody immediately jumps into the underdog, mainly because they haven't followed college football, uh, basketball mm-hmm. all year. So it becomes thrilling to see all of a sudden George Mason. Who are they? What are they up to? And it only takes you a couple of games till you're like, I love these fucking kids. I'm crazy about these kids. And and that's and it's part of the narrative we love is this anything's possible, which my sports junkie self, I know that that shows up in other things like art and literature and things like that. You but really don't know that, though. <laughs> See, you only know what you hear that's from true. people. I hear that. I hear that. You're right. I've heard of that. But that's why, and, and the access that CBS and ESPN has to create these narratives when a team like Butler or Virginia Commonwealth makes it in the tournament, mm-hmm. it's just it's easy. It's candy for us, and we eat it up and love it. Right, hold on, we got a spy report here. Spy report. Spy report. What's the update, Zitz? Well, I am currently leading the pool because Murray State, first team to advance, one and zero right here. 
I don't think there's any stopping them now. I mean, now that you've seen what they're doing right off the bat, Murray State goes all the way, ends up against Temple. Also, we got another we got another game that's going to be coming down to the wire. It looks like Kansas State and Southern Mississippi tied 51-51 seven minutes to go. Oh. I'll see if I can get that going in there at some point, if it stays this way. You'll get that going where? Put it on the TV. Oh, okay. You'll put it on the TV. I have no idea where you're going. I was going to have him pause and restart the game. <laughs> Here's uh, Tony, you're on Fez. Hey, Ronnie, I think Dick Vitale became a legend when Austin Pay upset uh, Illinois. I think it was like 86, 87, and he said, I'll stand on my head if it doesn't happen, if they do it. And he, sure enough, he did it. Good to the word, man. What a great game. Did that make your uh, list, sir? It did not make the list. Um... Is the list? The list is probably a failure now. No, it but is. It's a giant failure. <laughs> yeah, now it's a huge, <laughs> terrible. Yeah. That no dessert, nothing. <laughs> Everything is falling apart. But it, what he did, and he, I think it was '87, and he said that on air, and then he went to the Austin P campus afterwards, and he did stand on his bald head. He did do it. Yeah, and he wasn't. He wasn't the Dickie V that we know now. He mm. became that, and that is pointed to as the the origination. Yes, baby, Sean, you're on Fez. Hey, I just had a quick question. Uh, if you guys ever follow any kind of hockey, you know, perhaps it's coming back tonight. It seems like hockey just blew off the radar anymore. Comes yeah, we're not game. talking about hockey right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, I hear you, yeah. You so, caught in the middle of a basketball thing. Uh, Andrew, you're on run fest. <laughs> hey, what's going on, Ronnie? Uh, I just want to remind Zito that the Patriots are a bunch of cum-guzzling gutter sluts, you faggot Zito. You uh, suck, Andrew. See, Fuck uh, you. First of all, that's an insult to Fez, and I won't put up with it. Second of all, everything else you said was 100% true. And they proved it at the Super Bowl. I don't... Yeah. The things right. I said two when I big said failures, sucked, right? Two big failures this year. Patriots at the Super Bowl. And then I guess I'm going to have to say Springsteen in Harlem. Two big letdowns. I don't yeah. think... All right, let's get back to Jerry Barker. <laughs> Jerry, what else you got for us? What else? Um, I, everybody remembers uh, the the Valpo shot. We you mm. know referenced it earlier. They had to go the length of the court, two point five seconds left, and what had to happen? The precision on this, what had to happen? The the three quarter court pass, the jump turn to Bryce Drew, and he pops it, drains it, beats Ole Miss. It is a a bang. Uh, yeah, it's a Hoosier land. You know, based in Indiana school. Um, just a miracle there for them. All right, you lived in Indiana for four years, right? Mm -hmm. What is their basketball? What is their white boy basketball thing all about out there? Basketball is unbelievable out there. Uh -huh. When they when they changed the tournament, there used to be a the state high school basketball tournament involved every school in the state, and they played down their champion. And you would actually play the semifinals in the morning and early afternoon, and the championship game would get played that night. And that's amazing. And they would fill um, the field house down in Indianapolis. I forget which one. Or if they no, they mm -hmm. filled the they filled the Hoosier Dome when Damon Bailey, if you remember him for Indiana, when he played and won the the state championship. But it, when they went to change the playoff format, it became, if not the first, the second leading issue issue in the gubernatorial race that year. Really? Yeah, that's how big a deal it is. I mean, it is. It is something. I mean, they love their basketball. I mean, I can't, I don't know if there's a point to illustrate it greater than that. Uh, here's Tom. Tom, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, um, being born and raised in Las Vegas, I remember in 1990, you know, the Run of Rebels, when they made that law, that run where they just dominated. I mean, 
dominated teams, and then when they played Duke and they won by, what was it, like 103 to 73? I just want to know where Jerry's on that game. I, I think it's great. I think the running Rebels um, were great. I love. I mean, that team, they had three picks go in the lottery. Larry Johnson, Stacey Augman, and Greg Anthony all went lottery picks the following year. But that run was tremendous, and they, if you remember, their closest game was against another Indiana school in, I want, I, I'm not sure if it's a Sweet 16 or the second round, but they uh, beat Ball State by two. That was mm-hmm. the only team that hung with them, and that Ball State team upset a Gary Payton-led Oregon State team in, in the uh, in the first round. But now, that's a great team. When I watch Las Vegas, I always bite on a towel. The entire time, mm-hmm. I just sit there biting on a towel because it helps me. Uh, was that the strangest thing you've ever seen in your life, grown man biting a towel? <laughs> was there anything I, nuttier? Cheney was pretty nutty. Cheney yeah. was pretty, and Carnesecca's <laughs> Luke Carnesecca's sweaters were pretty bad on the St. John's, uh, you know, uh, court side there. But uh, you know, the UNLV team, they, they I, I like them. I got upset when the, if you remember that Fab Five documentary yeah. last year, I got annoyed by it because you know the reaction of that Fab Five documentary was that. You know, this team, they were, they, they defined how this bad boy swagger basketball was done. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it disregards the UNLV running Rebels, mm-hmm. who were just a couple years before. And it further disregarded the Hoya paranoia right. from the early to mid 80s. So let's go over to Tony. Tony, go ahead, buddy. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Hey, I want to ask you, Miss Bob, Cleveland State stomping Indiana made that list. It did indeed, sir. Number nine. And uh, you talk about the the, uh, the the March Madness heroes. How about Adam Morrison and his Fu Manchu crying on the court? <laughs> I love tears on the court every single year. I don't know if that was that wasn't a full Fu Manchu. The funniest thing about Morrison is he had that pencil thin <laughs> mustache. <Good> look. <laughs> I wish I had a pencil thin mustache. Every Jim and Buffett fan is fucking happy right now. <laughs> uh, let's go over to Smoke. Smoke, what do you got? What's up, buddy? You yeah. say, uh, what about 40 minutes of hell when Scotty Thurman hit that shot and Grant Hill looked like he shit his pants on that high-ranging uh, last-second three-point shot, guys? Uh, the Arkansas team... That's another great team. I, I would, uh, you know, as far as if I were to put the bad boys of, say, the last 30 years of mm-hmm. teams, and I don't mean bad boys in, in the sense that they played dirty or something, but teams with swagger, I'd put that Arkansas team up there. You know, my, the player I like the best on that team is Corliss Williamson, the big nasty, mm-hmm. who would, uh, to get himself pumped up for games, he would literally work out, do these intense weightlifting workouts. He was a power forward, and he would do these intense weightlifting workouts before games to get himself all jacked up. And they did. They Seems beat like the a mistake. Dukies. Seems like a mistake to sit there and lift a lot before you go out and do all the cardiovascular. When you're playing Kareem, mm-hmm. what do you, th- you think you'll lift beforehand? Or I keep Kareem so far on the outside. Like last time, I did one on one with him. Mm. He said he never even saw paint because I will physically. I mean, I'd rather leave the game than know that he's getting inside. Just get that forearm on the back. I get the forearm on. I get two knees on him. Oh, I just. Nice. Actually, just try to physically, and sometimes just grab him by the waist, and I fall and pull him down on top of me. I just stay on him. Um, let's go over to uh, Moby. Moby, go ahead, buddy. Hey, uh, I'm in Lexington, Kentucky, so we're a huge, uh, you know, college basketball down here. But I wanted to talk, uh, see what your guest knows about the two teams that I consider probably the biggest disappointments ever, which was LSU with 
Shaq, Chris Jackson, and Stanley Roberts not going far, and Auburn with Chuck Person and Charles Barkley. Both of them got knocked out early in the NCAA tournament, right? Well, Barkley's never been around when any championships were happening. That's his <laughs> claim to fame. Terrible. But, yeah, when Shaq played as a kid, and I don't think he played there long, right? It was like... I think he spent he, three years. Was like, it I three? I thought it was three. two. Um, and it was ridiculous even when he was in college. You're like, why are you wasting your time? you got to chocolate thunder this thing up. Make all the monies. Oh, let's face it, you're not going to live that long. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm surprised he's still alive around. I give him all the credit in the world. Well, modern medicine, too. Yeah, I guess so. I guess that's a big part of it. I, I, I think those LSU teams, I think the thing about Shaq is he was so raw. Yeah. Remember that Dale Brown saw him at a basketball camp in eighth grade, and he was something like six eight or six ten. And Shaq came up to him after the camp and said, ah, "I want to learn how to dunk a ball." Mm. Like he didn't know the game, so I think that Nick raw... Nolte was there for him very early on in yes. Blue Chips. Yes. He really helped that kid out a lot. <laughs> yeah, and he did. thought he was stupid, but actually he <laughs> killed it on that fucking SAT. Well, that's because Nick Nolte's wife was helping out from Dances with Wolves. Dances with Wolves is the one. Who was there for him. And he was good shit. with little kids. True. Um, Blowhard's on the line. I'm just going to throw in my bet. I bet we hear the name Dave DeBusher. I think... <laughs> Don't take us back. I'm not, yeah. I purposely didn't go back to the 70s. Cause, and there's a reason I didn't go back to the right. 70s, but... Let's see how far back he takes us. Yeah. Blowhard, what do you got? Back to the 70s, ironically. <laughs> ironically. Ironically, no. No, there's Absolutely. no irony here at all. Uh, that's true. Yeah. I think that there's so many great games, uh, and giving credit to you, Ronnie, your Villanova team with Massimino, that was a great game. Right, but... But the one I'm going to bring up is the one that, to me, is the most memorable college game I ever saw, was Indiana State and Larry Bird versus Michigan and uh, Michigan State and Magic Johnson. I thought, mm -hmm. who knew that we were watching two of the greatest players of all time? And there was hype at the time. Everybody gave Bird and Magic the credit, but... Who knew what that would turn into, the rivalry? and well, well, the weird thing about those two guys is they almost lasted in the pros about the same amount of time. I mean, that was the beginning of... And everybody talks about Michael Jordan's reign, but those two guys basically saved pro basketball. Magic know? Johnson played center, guard, forward. I mean, versatile, and one of the greatest defensive players. I still think he gets a little underrated when it, he gets compared to some of the greats. I know I would, I'd there, agree but... 100%. If you were picking an all-time team, and and I, I don't know who I, if I would pick anybody before Magic, uh, that I would want to build my team around? I think he's definitely in the top five. I don't know if there's a better point guard in history, because you, at 6'9", well, you're putting a team together, you can play him anywhere. Well, today, what would you rather have? Point guard than anybody else if you were starting a team? I mean, the point guard's running the, the game today. Now, the thing about Magic is he's a little aidsy, and you've got to be very careful. <laughs> That's that. HIV. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey Parker, can I ask you a question? Yes, sir. Heavy. Yes, sir. Go ahead. Give me an upset dark horse team for this tournament. I, well, one is I like South Florida going to the Sweet 16, even though they played wow. last night. I, their defense, I love their defense. If a team, because one of the, the way they play defense, they're so in your chest and they dominate the other team and it, and it becomes a, a mental thing that they have such power over the other. I mean, they held the team to 13 points in the first half last night. I, I love their defense. I think they got a young point guard who has progressed in the season, so they get beat on this 12 seed, but a young point guard that's playing well, you got good guard playing great defense, and they can hit the boards, that's a great combination in the tournament. 
Emotional? Yeah, well, keep an eye on Wichita State. That's uh, the team. All right, all right. So when That's he asks a question, means he has an answer. Okay. Always no, I just not... wanted to run it out there because yeah. they had to do with, you know they had to do the play-in game. I don't think that they're really a dominating team, but and I don't and no and they this year the Big East is a little off than it's been in the years and. Uh, but I'm thinking Wichita State, and I love Fezzi's pick of Florida State. There have been giant killers this year. Well, here's the, yeah, Florida State, uh, and I even said to Fez, I go, it's not uh, as big as underdog as you let on because there's a lot of heat on them right now. But Fezzi, I didn't see on the USF. That would have been, that's your old neighborhood, right? Oh, yeah, that's right out of Tampa. Well, South Florida definitely can't go that far because in the first round, mm-hmm. you know. They Syracuse is going down. Come on. Whatever, blow Is there some reason that the children are running so hard back and forth past our studio? I mean, we've got to understand there are people in the air here. I'm going to put glue traps out front. Uh, Um, Glue um, traps might be the only way to go. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Time to leave the time machine. Get back to the 1990s and 2000 basketball. I'll leave the 70s and the 60s. And I live in my world of George Mikan. Okay, talk to you later, buddy. Thanks for visiting. There he goes. I, uh, well, one thing about Bird and Magic, that clearly, if I, to, to use an analogy, I think that is the forward of what we have in March Madness, you know, mm-hmm. and clear, Bryant Gumpel did the game, it was on NBC, huge rating, but I think if we look 30 years ago, back at the tournament, you've got Georgetown, North Carolina. Right, and you've got, and I think that really is the first chapter in the book of what we have now. It's in the Superdome. It's a Final Four in a huge dome, a huge venue. The Hoya paranoia and the gray—it was a big deal that Georgetown. People talk about Michigan and the baggy yeah. shorts and stuff and black socks. It was a big deal that Georgetown wore gray T-shirts under their gray. It was really cool, though. Yeah, and you know you've got them, Georgetown and Ewing going against Jordan. James Worthy, Sam Perkins, Dean Smith, John Thompson with George, you know, that was all there. And now, 30 years later, the tournament returns to the Superdome, where I think this really started to blossom and grow into what it is today. Yeah. Take nothing away from 79. Uh, but also, to give it back to Blowhard, that year Villanova, everybody's looking for an, uh, another Villanova ever since. Every year, you're like, can this be a Villanova team? No matter who it is, that thing comes up because it proves it can happen. It proves you can get hot in this tournament and do whatever, you know, and take it all home. Uh, here's uh, Chris. Chris, you're on the Run of Fez show. Uh, yeah. Can you recall ever in uh, tournament history there's been a dumber, stupider ending than the Chris Webber timeout at the end of the Carolina and uh Michigan game in 93. Um, I, I can't. Of a championship game, no. But he also traveled early, if you remember, too. So he could have turned yeah. the ball over before, the, which would also have been pretty dumb. But, uh, yeah. that you know, uh, People kind of remember that as if it was, like, shocking. I remember just finding it to be depressing when it mm-hmm. happened. Yeah. You know, it's just like, ah, oh, that's it. That's how we end That's this? how we're ending this. Yeah. yeah. And it's funny, that's Dean Smith's championships were Jimmy Black, uh, was it Jimmy Black who threw the, the, the bad pass against Carolina that led to Jordan's shot, turned the ball over, just threw it to a Carolina player, and then Weber's timeout. Uh, well, that went so damn fast, dude. We could have done this for a while. It did. Please thank your wife for such a lovely snack, all the boys. Enjoy. They're it. gone. They're gone. Uh, we got anything to plug that we need to plug here at the end of the show? No. Nope. We got everything on the wire. Good. As long as we took care of all that, 
I feel happy about it. I think people should still check out the Kate Upton rocking this New York. Ah, I wish we had time to get to that. Great commercial. And great brand of New York. New <laughs> York is your look. Yeah. Me and Kate Upton. <laughs> Never got to the Diamond Dave. Got to plug that. Diamond Dave stops the concert, breaks up a fight. <laughs> you may want to call him a superhero at this point. He's better than us. We never got to this. Might want to plug it. Pat Robertson not only is okayed weed, he's okayed blowjobs for Christians. What's that's all on I the Interbang wire? What's happening to him? He's enjoying his elder years. Uh, the Lindsay Lohan stuff is up. You want to check that out on the wire? Uh, well, Jerry Bark, it was great to see you, buddy. Thanks for having me. Always great to be here. I like to see you do more with the sports thing, you know. You and Hicks. And Hicks, you ever think about having to come in to the show with you, some guys, sometime? Yeah, we're or do you out. not want to put yourself in reality ever? Does it gonna... always have to be madness and screaming no and lunacy? No, screaming. It's it's fucking sports entertainment. You don't like when a serious guy comes in, <laughs> knows the sports world, moves it around. No, it's all like, oh, dude, did you see that New York thing? It's phenomenal. <laughs> That sports, right? Yeah, Pat Robertson, changing the world. Gonna be a lot of happy husbands, I guess. So, same woman now that never did it all these years. <laughs> you know, she's breaking it in in her early sixties. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't that. have said that. <laughs> Sucker fuck. Finally, the suck part's coming to play. Are you saying you don't get a lot of that? Whoa, uh, easy. Oh, whoa, whoa. With. Italians never like that. They keep that. They keep that for their prostitutes. <laughs> and that's the end of my show. Donk.